All right, we're going to try this again. Uh, again, we're Mike, are we on? We think we're on, we think right? We're on right now. Uh, All right. So we're going to try this again. Still waiting on Max Patton. He did kick, but I'm not sure what happened. The clock was not running, and they stopped him before he actually uh, was going to kick it, but he kicked it anyway, and we needed a better kick anyway, and I think we need a reset. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on, but uh, hopefully we are on the air, and uh, I've got my good buddy Dan Jaynes is listening. Thank you, Dan, for letting us know, and I hope uh, you could maybe text me again and tell me if you're hearing me say your name, yeah. and that would that would uh, go a long way for us. Here goes Max Patton. He kicks off, and Giles County is going to pick it up at the 21-yard line, and he breaks a tackle at the 30, crosses the 40, down across the 50, the midfield, and finally pushed out of bounds. The, not and before he gets to, all the way down to the Columbia 40-yard line. So great field position on this opening kickoff for the Giles County Bobcats. That's just, Coach, we've had troubles uh, all year with our kick re, kick coverage team. Yeah, we had a guy break through and then hit him right you know, back at, the, at their 30-yard line. He just pushed him off, and uh, we were able to run through the tackle right there. Very good. Uh, you, you're you're just a little low, I can tell. Yeah. But now here we go. Here's uh, Giles County, set to with a I, no in a shotgun formation. They've changed their they, they've been running a traditional power eye formation. And they're going to swap it up, no doubt, just like the Lions do. But here's uh, the first play handoff, and he gets nowhere as. Uh, that's Joseph Whaley and Mike Johnson in on the tackle right at the line of scrimmage. No gain for number 11, Sawyer Phillips. Or excuse me, uh, Sawyer Phillips is playing uh, quarterback. Running the ball there was Chase McElroy. 15, right, yeah. Terry? Yes, sir. All right. Sawyer Phillips at quarterback in the shotgun. The pistol formation. They love to run the ball. And I was actually expecting Kamari Turner to be running at quarterback. And here's the handoff up the middle. Goes nowhere, maybe a yard before he's just met by a pride of lines, including uh, Jordan Brooks and Antoine Moore. Make a big stop right there. He made. They're going to give him two yards, so it's going to be third and a long eight for Giles County at the Columbia 38-yard line. All they've done, looks like, is kind of change the window dressing a little bit. They're still running their off-tackle powers uh, and uh, got their fullback up there right next to the line. So, uh, so far, we've handled the change pretty well. Here's looks like a passing situation. And there's a screen pass and tipped. Ball is tipped and knocked down incomplete. Jace Hoth gets his hand on gets his hands on that ball and tips it down incomplete. They were going to try a little side screen there right in the middle of the on the far side of the field, but to no avail. So now fourth and eight. They better watch a fake punt here, but they are lining up in punt formation. And that's Carden for the Giles County Bobcats and back deep to punt the ball. Back deep is Adrian Hidalgo and Q Martin. They stand at their eight-yard line. There's the snap. And it's, it's, the ball's fumbled, and he still gets the ball away. A really Let good it punt. Run. It's going to go Let into the end zone and through the end zone for the touchback. So, whew, three and out. That's, that's the way to do it after a great kick return for Giles County to get it inside Columbia Territory and they hold them three and out. Now we start back on offense at the first and ten on the 20. Terry? And uh, I was just noticing, I believe the quarterback was number 18. 
Turner. Uh, their, their numbers are hard to see, but I believe it was number 18. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'm see- I was seeing uh, number 11. <laughs> I'd say that's yeah. what I was seeing and, was number they, 11 they, first. They, they told th- me they're they're swapping them out, so yeah. they're definitely going to be yeah. swapping those quarterbacks out. So yeah. here's that uh, wing T formation for Columbia, and I will say they're in uh, they're in their pink socks tonight here as a. As a recognition of October Breast Awareness Month, uh, here's a handoff to Caden McCoy. He's trying to get around the side. He does. He gets hit out of bounds, and they're not going to throw a penalty there. But uh, he does get hit out of bounds after picking up five yards. He gets to the 25 and knocked out on the Columbia sideline here, just right down below us, right here at the press box. And looked like it's a late hit, but I'm going to be that homer that kind of says that every time. Y'all notice that, right? Yeah. That I'm calling penalties on their team. I never call them on our team. Yeah. The- <laughs> Initial hole was plugged up, and, and he just used a burst of speed, bounced outside, and get, got around the corner and still made about a four- or five-yard gain out of the play. Very good. Second and five for the Lions at their own 25-yard line. Just underway, 940 and counting here in the first quarter. Opening possession for the Lions. Here's Usselton. He's going to give to Jordan Davis around the right side. He's got a little room, and he gets close to the first down. He reaches the ball up to the 30. I believe they're going to give him that first down. Let's see. Yes, that's going to be a first and ten for the lot. Now they're calling it third. Come on, guys. One guy's calling third down, and they're moving the chains. That's a first down. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a first down for the Lions. And I tell you, he was about one step away from breaking that loose. Somebody got a hold of his ankles, or he would have been gone. That's sophomore. Both sophomores, you know, one sophomore got five. The other sophomore got the other five. So we could keep that up all night. I'd be happy. That's right. So here's Osselton under center in the wing T formation. Jordan Davis in motion. Going to give it to McCoy on the right side. He's got a little room across the midfield. I mean, across the center of that offensive line or the right side of that line. He gets five quick yards just like that. It'll be second and five for the Lions. It's been interesting that they've been running this same play all year long. They're running uh, one of the wings back in motion around back behind the whole formation. And then they fake a sweep to him and just give it off tackle at the same flow and uh, usually getting people to skate outside, and they get the off-tackle scene. Eight minutes, 20 seconds here in this first quarter. Opening possession for the Lions after they held the Bobcats three and out. And here it is, second and five at their own 35-yard line. Here's a handoff to uh, Q Martin, and he's going to get hit right as he crosses the line of scrimmage, and he's going to maybe get a yard and a half they'll give him. So it's going to make it third and short, third and about three to get the first down here as they'll mark it at, let's see where they will mark this ball at the 37-yard line of Columbia. So yeah, they, we, they, they flowed real well to that. They, they've seen that off-tackle play several times. Linebackers flowed to it almost right now, you know, within another play or two set up for a play-action pass off of that. We need a – we definitely need uh, – we need to convert this first down for sure. Let's see what we do. Russellton's under center. The lone tailback is Caden McCoy. And he's going to give it to McCoy around the right side. He's looking for room, trying to reach that line to gain, but he's going to be short. He's going to be a yard short. He gets to the 39, so it's going to be fourth and one and a decision for the coach. I mean, a quarterback sneak, I know this is early, but a quarterback sneak, the way that worked last week, it worked every single time. And we're, we're in kind of dangerous territory here, but he hadn't yeah. pulled them off. He's going to go for it. 
He's he's sending Usselton back into the to the huddle with the play. Let's see what we do here. Now they've got some big guys on this defensive yeah. ball here for make Giles it, County. Make Let's a see what early. happens. Gonna make try to make a statement early. Fourth and one. Here's Usselton, and he goes the quarterback sneak, and he gets stopped. He's not no. going to make it. He gets hammered. He, made it to the he 40. gets hammered. No, no, no he didn't make now. it to the forty. They got up no under. Game. They got up under our pads on the front that time and, and stymied the, the running game right there. So uh, he, he didn't have a chance to get his feet moving. Unfortunate for the Lions as they're going to turn the ball over on downs at their own 39-yard line. So if the defense has ever wanted to step up right now is the time. And you know Giles County's licking their lips to have this kind of good field position to, to th- this early in the game. And basically that it was a really good defensive stand for them. But a couple of good first downs for the Lions in that, in that opening possession. Here's the Bobcats in that power eye. Handoff. Nope. Quarterback keep, and he gets stuck, stopped by Jordan Brooks. Or no, that's Mike Johnson from his defensive tackle position. He gets the quarterback gets maybe a yard on the play. And again, is that number 18 that's quarterback? Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. Looks like that's that time Kamari they faked it to the fullback and just kind of turned it into a quarterback lead. Uh, and our backside shoot got to him. Yeah, he faked it to both of them, both the fullback and the tailback, before he just took it himself. Now he's in the shotgun, Turner in the shotgun, changing the play or looking to the sideline for the play as he has second and nine from the Columbia 38. Five minutes, 55 seconds and counting here in the first quarter. Handoff inside, and he goes nowhere. Great defensive stand there. Mike Johnson, the man to bring down Exoria. Exorian Randolph, the running back for the Bobcats. A pickup of one on the play, so it's going to be third and eight right here at the 37-yard line of the Lions. So another big play we need right here, guys, on defense, but I wouldn't doubt that they wouldn't be in four-down territory at this point. I'm not sure of that. We'll see what happens. Let's make sure that it does stay or we, we hold them and keep them from getting this first down. Here's the snap. Quarterback Turner rolling to his left, looking to throw, and there's the pass to incomplete, and we had we had him very well covered. Christian Biggers over there on the coverage, and Lincoln English and Q Martin had both receivers really blanketed over on the far sideline as uh, Turner just kind of threw it short and basically almost kind of looked like he almost threw it away. Yeah, I had, had to think that there was a bust up on their on their patterns because they had two receivers in the same in the same area that usually don't try to do that. Uh, they are lining up for a punt this time. Yeah. I, I would I would hang around. I'd play defense just to hang around as close as they are. Probably gonna kick it out of the end zone again. Punt formation for Carden, Chase Carden. There's the punt. It's a high. Pooch punt, and uh, again, they're going to let it bounce, and a good down play by the Bobcats as they're going to down the ball at the two-yard line of the Lions. It's where the Lions will take over first and ten deep in their own territory with exactly five minutes to go here in this first quarter. So a good job by the, the, the Lion defense to step up and hold after we turned it over on downs inside our own territory. So we need to get it out of here, though, that's for sure. Yeah, you can tell that Giles County used their three weeks to, to their advantage as far as scouting and getting our tendencies. Now we just got to uh, execute. If we can execute, I think we can move the ball on. Here's Usselton deep 
in his own territory at the two-yard line or maybe the three. He's going to give it to McCoy. He's got room right at the middle. He crosses right up to the 10-yard line. He reaches the ball out to the 10, so really good to get a lot of breathing room right there for the Lions as they'll they'll spot it right at the 10-yard line. So a good pickup on first down by the sophomore Caden McCoy. It'll be second and a long three for the Lions. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how often you practice against this. You know, a good a, a wing tee offense, well run, is still hard to read. Columbia moving right to left on your radio dial here in the first quarter at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Four minutes, 25 seconds to go and counting here in the first quarter. There goes Jordan Davis in motion. Luke Usselton's going to fake it to Q Martin. He rolls around to throw. to the, He completes over the middle to Caden McCoy. First down up to the 20-yard line. Or they'll spot him down at the 19. Goes Caden McCoy coming out of the backfield. That pass play that's been working all season long, Coach. He added a new wrinkle to it, though. He added a second back out of the backfield following uh, Case Hoth. And they all jumped on Case Hoth and left quick Caden behind him left him open. So here we go, first and ten for the Lions. That's about their fourth first down, I think, Terry, isn't it, or at least third? Come on, no, we've had, well, no, we've had two in the in the previous drive. We had two on that first drive, I thought. Maybe, maybe we didn't. That's our anyway. First and ten at our own 19-yard line. No score in this game. Luke Usselton under center, and he's going to call timeout. Didn't like what he saw there, and he's going to take a little breather here and we'll do that as well and hopefully we'll stay with you on the on on the network (laughs) and we'll take a quick break by telling you you're listening to columbia central lions football on the front porch sports radio network at csh we know the sport of football builds discipline character and work ethic three common characteristics of winners it's a sport where we drowns out me leadership is nurtured and that's why csh supports all murray county football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player coach volunteer and parent of this year's teams from youth programs middle schools and high schools we know football builds men that make a difference let's go One-stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia. As the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee, we offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Three minutes, 39 seconds, first and 10 here in the first quarter for the Lions. A handoff quickly there to Jordan Davis as he's going around the right side and picks up a quick five, six yards on the play up to the... 26-yard line is where they'll spot the ball. Going to be second and four for the Lions. So a good pickup there. A good run game so far for the Lions. To uh, we just got to keep moving this ball for sure. Yeah, we just got to stay on schedule. Uh, we, we've uh, you know, knock on wood, we uh, we've avoided the penalty pickup yet or so far. So let's uh, let's stay on schedule and just eat this clock up. Cap it off with a score. Three minutes. Exactly to go. Here's a handoff to Caden McCoy right up the middle. And the ball, no, he does. He gets the first down. And uh, I thought the ball might have popped out there as he hit the ground, which wouldn't have been a fumble anyway. But up to the 31, another first down for the Lions here in this 
first quarter of play, their second possession of the game. Two minutes, 45 seconds, no score here early on here in this ball game tonight against the Columbia Central Lions and the Giles County Bobcats, a series that dates back to 1914, long-time rivalries, and uh, kind of renewed here tonight. Here's Usselton. Under center, going to hand to Q Martin up the middle, looking for room. He kind of breaks one tackle, breaks to the outside. He's got room. He's at the 40. He's across midfield now where they're going to finally tackle him at the 47-yard line of the Bobcats as Q Martin was going to try to come in the middle with that handoff right up the middle of the line but didn't have anything there and was just really lucky enough to break to the outside to the far sideline and made something out of nothing. Yeah, the big thing right there is he kept his feet moving, kept his head up, and he uh, finally saw some green. Our linemen did a great job of keeping their defense in front engaged and they couldn't reach out and grab him. So here are the Lions. First and ten at the 46 now of the Bobcats. There's movement. I saw movement on uh, offense, so that's going to back us up five yards. Illegal procedure against the Lions, so we'll back up into our own territory. It'll be first and 15 from the 49-yard line. Yeah, just got a little anxious right there getting started. Got the momentum. We can, uh, you know, again, we can uh, we, we can handle this through our running game. It's, it's kind of odd that Giles County came in with the uh, reputation of the power game, and uh, we're the ones right now being able to run right off tackle and, and kind of impose our will. So a big play here. We need to at least get that five back and a lot more. But first and 15, a minute 40 to go here in the first quarter. No score. Q Martin in motion. Usselton under center, fakes to Jordan Davis, rolling to his left, the throws, got room, he's got McCoy, same play coming across the middle, he's got his first down, knocked out of bounds at the 37-yard line, goes Caden McCoy, another first down, oh, excuse me, it's not a first down, it's going to be close, right, it's going to be about a yard short, yes, yeah, but he got a lot of the yards back now, second and short, we're right back on schedule for our running game, he gained so much, I'm thinking, yeah. I forgot that it was first and 15 that we had to get I just thought he's gone for sure gone 10 yards and he did he went 14 yards on that uh, on that uh, catch and throw there from Luke Usselton to Caden McCoy two sophomores there's Caden McCoy going to get it again in the middle and he breaks to the outside and he does have it that's a penalty right there an unsportsmanlike conduct did they throw it nope did not. No. come on guys he threw him out of bounds. I'm thinking they're, they're guessing is uh, wow. you know, McCoy, McCoy put a pretty st hard step arm on him like that, and they're probably thinking it was probably a, uh, incident, not coincidental, but uh, yeah. and, offsetting type situation yeah. and just decided not to throw okay. it. He did get the first down, so first and 10 at the 33-yard line of the Bobcats. Here are the Lions now driving on this second possession of the game and rolling under 45 seconds to go here in the first quarter in county. Here's Osselton going to give to Jordan Davis this time. He's looking for a room, looking for a break, and he doesn't get it. But he gets something out of nothing. No, no, oh. there were going to be a penalty, and that's going to be a face mask, I'm sure, guys, yep, right? I believe so. Yep, I just saw the ref signal that. So after Jordan Davis, <laughs> he, he got kind of bottled up and wasn't going to make anything out of that. They was actually had him for a loss. And there were so many guys on him that they apparently grabbed his face mask to bring him on down. and Or at least that's what we're what it thinking, appears to be, yeah. thinking it is. And they're fixing to move the ball forward. I know. There we go. Personal foul. Face mask against the Bobcats. Here we go. 
finally a penalty against the other team that works to our benefit on a busted play, or not a busted play, but a play that was going to have lost yardage. We get something positive out of it. Well, so they did a real good job reacting to the counter play right there. It had somebody in the hole, and he was just trying to make something out of it. And like you said, got bottled up, and all the hands reaching in for him. One of them hooked his face mask. Ball spotted at the 21-yard line, first and 10 for the Lions. And here's Luke Osselton under center. Jordan Davis in motion. Going to look, rolling out to pass. There's the – Osselton's just going to pull it down and run it himself, and he's going to get kind of stopped for a loss of one or two there on the play as he just couldn't find anybody kind of open enough or that he was willing to try to make the throw to. So he loses a yard. Let's see what where they're going to spot it. There's the end of the first quarter, but he's going to lose about a yard on the play, so it'll be second and 11 when well, we come back to start the second quarter. He did. It. He showed some maturity right there. And in rolling out and looking, he saw that all three of his receivers were covered up. Instead of trying to force something up, he just kind of tucked it, got what he could, and lived to fight another day. After one period of play here between the Giles County Bobcats and your Columbia Central Lions, no score. And Columbia's driving. Hopefully they'll get a touchdown here in this beginning of this second quarter. We're going to take a break, and you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. This is J.P. Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. As I travel around southern middle Tennessee and north Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quick Mart convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep, Quick Mart convenience stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quick Mart convenience stores, proudly serving Shell gasoline. For the 75th year, Columbia Central Lions football plays on WKRM. Back to the booth. Here's Lee Maddox. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. No score in this first or in the first quarter. Now we're ready to set to begin the second quarter. Terry, you've got some quick stats. Oh no, I'm sorry. I thought you had some. I, you were pointing, and I thought maybe you had some. I'm, no, no, don't worry. No okay, worries. Come, no worries. Come back to him here in a minute. Yeah, it's because it's been a pretty clean game so far. Only two penalties, one each. Uh, that's. A far cry from what we've been seeing lately. No doubt about it. So here are the Lions, second and 10. No, second and 11 at their 23-yard line. Luke Usselton under center, now moving left to right. Give to McCoy right on the left side of the line. He picks up maybe three on the play, so gets inside the 20-yard line down to the 19, where it'll be third and about eight for the Lions left here uh, to get that first down. 11, yeah. just underway here in the second quarter, no score. We're just uh, just moving the ball steadily down the field, uh, working on their defensive front. This is going to pay dividends in the late third quarter, fourth quarter, when when we're able to kind of push them around and they're starting to get, and you know, they're getting tired. But guys, I know you can see this defensive front line of the Bobcats. They are huge. I yeah. mean, I don't think we've seen a line, a defensive front line that looks that big as they've got five men across the front. Here's Luke Usselton and almost a movement by Q, McCoy, Q Martin. And now Usselton is in trouble, and he's going to be sacked. 
Usselton, it seemed like a busted play from the beginning because Q Martin almost came out of his stance, and he's sending a little frustration to the sideline right now. But Luke Usselton just kind of backed up to throw the ball, but actually didn't look like it was ever set to make a play to begin with, and he had to pull it down, and then all of a sudden he was surrounded by Bobcats. Yeah, he actually had uh, plenty of time to throw the ball on 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 the schedule. Uh, he just couldn't find anybody open, so we call that a coverage sack. Looks like we're going to have a timeout call. We're going to call timeout early on here in this opening opening quarter. I mean, the uh, the second quarter. To, that's their first timeout. We'll just keep it right here. And Terry, is there some stats there that we can read off? Yeah, we sure can. Uh, rushing attempts, uh, four for four yards for Giles County. Columbia, 14 for 60. Uh, two pass attempts, uh, two for two for Usselton. Uh, in Giles County, they are 0 for 2. So uh, we've got over 60-something, like I said, 60 yards rushing. We've been controlling the game. Uh, they do not have a, uh, let me double check, Giles County does not have a first down yet. They have one penalty for 15 yards. We've actually had six first downs already and only had one penalty for five yards, and uh, they took care of that when the very next play. So I've uh, been a very clean game for Columbia. Like I said, mistakes are what you want to avoid, and uh, so far they seem to be doing it. I'm fortunate right here as they come back, both teams coming back to the lines of scrimmage, but uh, the line of scrimmage, fourth and 15 here for the Lions, and looks like we're just we're so far down or just right in this spot where we can't really get a, little, a field goal kicked, and uh, we're just going to try to go out. for it. It's a little far out from Max's range, and so I think we're going to try to go for it. We're, we're much too close to punting, so... It'd be a 42-yard field goal attempt from this point. Here's Luke Usselton. Jordan Davis in motion. He's looking to throw. Going for Q Martin in the end zone. And he caught it. He caught that ball he at the two-yard line. Right where he had it at the three. They'll spot him out down at the three-yard line. Q Martin had two defenders on him. And Luke Usselton just put that ball exactly where the only place that it could be thrown to make a catch. And Q Martin comes up with it. He actually dropped that thing on a dime. It was a beautiful patch, uh, pass to toe-tap toe tap catch uh, at the two-yard line. Lions doing a great job giving him uh, time to pass. Even on the sacks, they, he's had time to throw the ball. It's been covered sacks. And uh, this time he kind of threw him open that time. So here are the Lions, first and goal at the three-yard line. Ten minutes and five seconds to go and counting here in the second quarter. No score, but looking to put points on the board right here. I give to McCoy. He's around the left side, but he gets down close to the goal line. He gets right at the goal line before he's finally brought down. He was hit at the three, and he just bullied his way up to the half-inch yard line. So, it's I mean, it's really within just inches. I mean, it looks yeah. like the ball is sitting on the goal line where they've got yeah. it marked right now. So, you guys know what this is? Absolutely. It better be a quarterback sneak. <laughs> now, we did it a while ago on fourth and down. Get, yeah, and didn't, didn't get, get anything. Yeah, but so. let's see. Yeah, Here's Usselton. Usselton's going to give it to McCoy, and McCoy yeah. jumps and dives. Touchdown, Columbia. Great drive for the Lions right there in this second quarter to go up six to nothing now over the Bobcats with nine minutes, 24 seconds to go. Yeah, McCoy doesn't look, you know, if you look at him, you don't think he's much of a power runner, and as far as power runner, he doesn't go, but he is so quick on his feet that once he gets up in the hole, those defensive linemen, defensive uh, linebackers have a very, very hard time getting a, a solid shot on him, and he's able to run through. He's strong enough to run through an arm tackle, so he's, he's gaining an awful lot of yards for being really shifty. 
Extra point attempt up and good by Max Patton. And the line and the line is giving him good seams to get started to where he's not having to uh, worry about contact about two or three yards deep in the uh, past the line of scrimmage. All right, so there you go. Nine minutes and 24 seconds left to enter in the second quarter. The Lions go on top first, 7 to nothing over the Giles County Bobcats. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Hi, my name is Cody Goins. I'm a partner here at Roof Systems, Inc., formerly known as Davis Brothers Roofing. We still have the same great service and same great people. Roof Systems, Inc., we do commercial and residential roofing. No project is too large or too small. Education is key here for us at Davis Brothers Roofing. We want to make sure that every customer knows exactly what's going to happen from the time we start until the time we finish. When a homeowner replaces their roof, it's the largest expenditure that they'll ever have. That's why we hope you choose us at Roof Systems, Incorporated. Check us out at www.roofsystems-inc.com. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as the Columbia Central Lions go on top of the Giles County Bobcats. Now 7 to nothing as Max Patton lines up at his 40-yard line as he's kicking left to right here on your radio dial. And here's the kick, and it's going to be a short kick, going to be picked up at the 25-yard line, across the 30, across the 40, and Max Patton makes making the tackle. Man, what a strong run by the Giles County runner there. He gets it up to the 42-yard line is where they'll spot him down first and 10. So, uh, Terry, you've got the scoring drive summary from the Columbia Lions touchdown drive. I sure do. They went 97 yards wow. in 15 I plays. Forgot. We started at, at the, the three. three-yard line. One-yard TD run by McCoy. Kick was good. Seven to nothing Columbia with 924 left in the half. Very those, good. Yeah, those are the kind of drives that uh, coaches just l- dearly love. Defensive coordinators love those kind of drives as well because that gets to rest their defense. And now, now we got to take control and get a three and out. Just like we have the last two times. And here's the here are the Bobcats. They're first and ten at their own 42-yard line. And uh, Turner, that's about to hold. Turner runs around the left side. There's finally the flag. Yeah. Thank you. That's going to be a hold, and that's coming back. He gains uh, over 12 yards on the play. The quarterback keeper around the left side here on the near side of the field. But the reason he was able to do that is because they were holding Malik Smith on the defensive end. Yeah, it was kind of hard for him to get that separation and get his shoulder back out there on the quarterback while, while his jersey is <laughs> being tugged back into him. Yeah, no doubt. So I love it. Holding. Great call. Let's move them back. One thing these referees do not get in a hurry throwing their flags, do they? That was not. That was really delayed. Y'all heard me when I called it, and he didn't throw it for a long time. Maybe he heard me. I'm not sure. But backs him up 10 yards as it's going to make it first and at least 20. It looks like even more than that. It's at the back to the Bobcat 32-yard line. First and 21 for the Bobcats. Here's Turner under center in the power eye. He's going to hand to his tailback, Chase McElroy, and he breaks it, breaks it across the middle. It's a good run, but thankfully we've got a good touchdown-saving tackle by Jay Frierson there from his cornerback position. Otherwise, Coach, he would have been gone. He broke that line of scrimmage, and there wasn't anybody there except Jay Frierson. Yeah, he found a little bit of seam, popped through. Kind of hard to see him uh, behind those big linemen, and he uh, popped through it. Uh, defensive backs did a good job with their uh, secondary umbrella and was able to corral him in. Still ten second long. We're still ten, ahead of the, the chains. Ten yard pickup on the play by McElroy is uh, now it's second and eleven. They'll spot it at the Bobcat forty-one yard line. Here's Turner all alone in the shotgun. He's looking to throw, and he gets it complete. 
across midfield. And he's still on his feet across the 40. Right, down the sideline the 30. And still finally knocked out of bounds or finally tackled. Goodness gracious, all the way down to close to the 10-yard line. The 11-yard line goes uh, Marion Sizemore, who was a, a kind of a thorn in our side last year in this ball game. But Sizemore, that's with Kamari Turner to Sizemore and a great pickup on second and long for the Bobcats now down in the red zone. They'll mark it first and goal at the Columbia 10-yard line. Wow. Here's the power eye formation. The handoff them. That's not McElroy. That is McElroy uh, across the middle as he's going to pick up about four on the play. It'll be second and six, second and goal from the six. Yeah, on that earlier play, back running back did a great job of weaving through the defense, but they also had an illegal crack back that uh, they should have been to see. Here's a quick uh, carry, and Whaley makes the play. He's going to really not get, actually lost a yard there as Joseph Whaley comes from his linebacker position to stop uh, McElroy from going anywhere. So it's going to make it third and seven from the seven, third and goal from the seven for the Bobcats. Defensive ends are doing a really good job of squeezing the hole down and still keeping their outside shoulder clean so they can catch them on the bounce out. So, Here's Turner under center, the power eye formation. Now they're going to call a timeout. The Bobcats are going to use one of their three timeouts with seven minutes and four seconds to go as it uh, gives our defense a little breather, too, to kind of catch their breath to make, make a big stop because this is going to be a crucial third down play for both teams. So we'll take a quick break. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Hey, folks, it's Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office. You're listening to the home of the Columbia Central Lions for the past 75 years on WKRM, 103.7 and 1340 AM. We are on AM, right? 1340 AM? Yes. For yes, all you folks listening to us on 1340, yep. thank you it's for listening. If you're, with 103. if you're on your tractor, you can hear us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> here we go now. Seven minutes and four seconds to go here in the second quarter. Third and goal from the seven for the Bobcats. We've held them out so far, 7 to nothing. Columbia leading. Here's Turner under center in the power eye formation. He's trying to, he's kind of delaying here to get looked into the sideline for the correct play, and now he's going to get back under center at eye formation. They're trying to draw us off. It's not going to fall. Ball's on the ground. Turner has problem getting the ball, but he throws it oh, incomplete. No. incomplete. Incomplete. A great play by Jay Frierson, who the receiver, the tight end, it looks like, was just wide open, waiting on Turner's pass, hit him right in the numbers, and just as soon as it hit him, Jay Frierson hits him and knocks that ball incomplete. Unbelievable play right there. Great hit by Frierson to knock that ball loose. And a legal hit, I will add. A legal hit. So they're going to come up and try a field goal. Fourth and goal from the seven-yard line is uh, their kicker. And that is uh, Chase Carden, I believe, is his name. Um, where am I seeing it? I can't see it. There it is, Chase Carden. And now the Bobcats are waiting on somebody to come in. 
I'm sure they're still this well. Kick that, made the plays five look, yards deeper. The, they're gonna. Well, they do get it off. There's the kick, and uh, and it's gonna be no good. No good. No good. So after all that, doggone, great job defense to hold them out of the end zone and to hold them away from getting any points on the board. So the Lions will take over at the seven yard line. Right, yeah, great so defensive now, stand right there. After giving up a big play, uh, defense uh, bowed their neck, uh, got a little tougher, made them start working for the yardage, and uh, made them make some mistakes. That that critical. There was a fumble on that third down play that was critical to that uh, to that effort. Six minutes and 52 seconds to go here in this second quarter, as the Lions will take over. Actually, yeah, they they move it out to the 20 yard line. line. Yeah, uh, after the missed. Of extra point, or excuse me, the missed field goal by the Bobcats. So first and ten at the Lion 20-yard line, leading seven to nothing over the Bobcats. Wing T formation, Luke Usselton under center, going to give to McCoy on the right side, and he is racked as he crosses the line of scrimmage, but still going to pick up three yards on the play. It'll be second and seven. Yeah, this, this uh, first half has really gone five, five fast. We've got uh, six and a half minutes left in the half. We've only been we've only been on for 35 minutes. So. <laughs> yeah, when both teams are running, it's uh, it, it moves quickly. Thank you. Clock running now, <laughs> six minutes and 25 seconds to go. Actually, McCoy got five yards on that. I'm going to give him second and five here. As it hands off to McCoy again, he's got room up the middle. He crosses the 30-yard line. He's going to have the first down. He gets to the 31, another first and 10 for the Lions as uh, they begin another drive here. All that eye candy with the wing T offense is making Giles County's linebackers hesitate just a step, and that's all McCoy needs is get get up in the seam and get four or five yards at a pop. The Lions moving left to right here on your radio dial, and uh, the cheerleaders with their pink pom-poms and the football players in their pink socks. It's just a really colorful night here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Not as a big a crowd as what we've had, but, you know, it's, it's fall, fall break. break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here's Luke Usselton, the wing T formation. Going to give to Q Martin on the left side, and he's got some room if he can get by one block, and he doesn't. Uh, a lot of Bobcats converge on him to really get no gain on the play. After They might have actually lost a yard or a half a yard. We'll call it second and uh, a long 10. How about that? Yeah, Giles County's uh, corner on that uh, right side uh, did a really, really good job of maintaining his uh, containment and didn't have anywhere to bounce it out. When he tried to bounce it out, there was just no place to go. They're signaling they're going to have to call a timeout here. No, they've got time. Just call the play. The, the huddle was calling for something from the sideline, but whatever it was, they got it worked out. So the wing T formation now for the Lions. Here's Usselton. Jordan Davis in motion. Fake to him and give to Caden McCoy, and he is racked behind the line of scrimmage for a loss, or actually no gain again, so it's going to be third and ten for the Lions, but a great defensive play there for the Bobcats. I'm not able to make out that number six is uh, Belantine who made that play. At least that's who they're saying that is. I'm not sure if they hadn't changed jerseys a little bit. Uh, but that's sometimes the things they do. But a huge defensive front line they've got. And now Columbia is going to use 
a timeout. Not sure what that is, but it's really important to get to convert this third down right here. Third and 10, four minutes, 23 seconds to go. We'll take a quick break with them by telling you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. A key third and ten play coming up here for the Lions at their own 31-yard line. Four minutes, 23 seconds to go here in the second quarter. They're leading 7 to nothing over the Giles County Bobcats. Luke Usselton brings his team to the line in the wing T formation. He's going to give to Q Martin and then a reverse oh. around to Jordan Davis, and it's going to lose a yard real quickly. So that one didn't work. Now we're going to try the reverse. The lineman that stopped work. the play didn't even know it was coming until he ran into it. He ran into it. So, <laughs> yeah, wow. The, they had him fooled, but uh, almost they fooled him too much and frozen. Fourth and 11 for the Lions here at their own 30-yard line. And uh, back deep is Sizemore at his 37-yard uh, line. Here's Max Patton. Here's the snap. A high step over, over his head. head. Over his head. He's still got time to pick it up and punt it. And he gets it away. Somehow gets it ball away. And Sizemore picks it up at the Columbia 40. And he's still on his feet, backing around the middle of the field. And there he finally goes down. And the flag comes in on somebody. And the scrum is working out now on the field as uh, both teams are trying to hold each other back as uh, Adrian Hidalgo in on that one as well. Not sure there is a flag and there's going to be a personal foul on somebody. But man, we're lucky that Max Patton got the got ball, that off. got the ball punted, and uh, we'll see what uh, what's going to take place I'm, here. I'm afraid since we're the ones that reacted, it's going to go against us. Uh, what I noticed was the uh, Giles County number two player was standing over and he shoved down one of our players. That's when the official threw the flag. It looked like they got up and tried tussling each other, but yeah. it might be offsetting. Sizemore was taking a gamble there by picking up that ball after Max mm -hmm. Patton barely got it out. Lewis Maddox, unfortunately, uh, uh, the snap was way too high for Patton to pick up. Went way over his head all the way inside the 10-yard line. It's where that ball went to. Max Patton was having trouble picking the ball up. He finally gets it yep. and then punts it away. And uh, Sizemore picks it up at the Columbia 40-yard line and uh, takes it all the way back down to about I'm not sure where they've got it marked right now. They don't have it marked, but we'll find out. But they're saying personal foul offsetting yep. on both teams, so that's a good thing. And they are, they are going to spot it at the actually right back where we started just a moment ago at the Columbia 31-yard line is where the Bobcats will take over with two minutes, 51 seconds to go here in this second quarter as uh, they are in good field position now. The Columbia defense going to be asked to step up one more time right here. 
And a whistle again to stop play before they take the snap. The chain gang over there had Mark going the wrong way, so they had to let him adjust it. No, they're doing something here. Yeah, I didn't see anything on this side. I mean, yeah, they're 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 making sure of the correct spot. I guess yeah. that's what. Uh, I think they were making sure that the ball is spotted at the right place. It's been sitting at this 31-yard line for ever. Columbia had it there for three plays. Here's the snap. And quarterback Turner going to keep it coming around the left side. He's got room, crosses the 20, and finally goes out of bounds. They're going to mark him just inside the 20 at the, well, right at the 20-yard line goes uh, Kamari Turner, the quarterback for the Bobcats. That's going to be a first down for the Bobcats with two minutes, 40 seconds to go here in this uh, second quarter. Actually, they put it now at the 19-yard line on the left hash mark as uh, Turner now in the pistol formation shotgun with Randolph behind him at tailback. Kamari Turner, a very talented sophomore quarterback. He gives to Randolph right up the middle. He's going to pick up about three on the play. Maybe four. They'll put it to the, uh, excuse me, the other 16-yard line is where they're going to spot this ball. It'll be second and about six, or a long, a long six there for the Bobcats. Here is, uh, you know, we're inside two minutes now. Yeah, they're 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 running a no huddle, but they're not. It's not a hurry up no huddle. So right. they're. they're they're waiting to see where the defense lines up first, and then they're calling their play. Here's the snap. Going to give to McElroy around the left side, and he gets hit. There's a penalty, and that was not a face mask. I don't know. That's got to be a holding. I saw two flags come in, guys, right? Two flags are in, and that wasn't yeah, it. Yes, it's yeah, holding against holding the signal. Bobcats. Yeah. All right. Again, our defensive end is doing a great job squeezing down the hole and keeping the shoulder clean. Uh, that time the running back just had no place to go. Linebackers were able to fill inside out and nail him at the line of scrimmage. Uh, this holding call will, will, will also push him back quite a ways. Jace Hoth in on that tackle after uh, just a short pickup there for McElroy. Coach Moore may be considering nope. declining it with the short. He's telling him to take it. Yeah. Yeah, just close to the end yeah. zone. We need to, yeah, we yeah, need to push it back clock. away from the. Well, it's a minute forty. A minute forty to go until halftime. They're backing them up. Ten yards goes back close to that. Well, they're at the twenty. They'll spot it at the twenty-seven yard line of the Lions or the Bobcats, where it'll be second and about twenty. Yeah, so far they've uh, the only pass they've had any success with has been a short screen pass. Anything downfield they haven't been able to complete yet. So uh, pushing them back like this is going to force them kind of out of their uh, run routine as a little bit at least. Officially second and 18 with a minute 30 and counting here in the second quarter as they start the clock back. So clock, clock ticking, and they're taking their time. And here's Turner in the shotgun. He fakes and throws it deep. And nobody there but Lincoln English just diving for it in the back corner of the end zone. But falls, ball falls incomplete as Turner was trying to reach his receiver deep in the end zone there. But incomplete. It'll be third and 18 now. That clock should stop, right, on an incomplete pass. It's still running. Inside a minute. Um, they're probably going to correct that. Yeah, they I, stopped it now. They usually don't correct it. But uh, finally, I think Giles County called a timeout, right? 
Or yeah. was it us? Who called the timeout? I, yeah, I, I think it was, it was us because we don't have any more left. No, now they moved one off of Giles County, yeah. so I'm not sure. But on that particular play, our corner was beat by about three steps that time. If the quarterback could have hit him, uh, it could have been a really bad play for us. But uh, there's just enough pressure on the quarterback. And he you can obviously tell he is not comfortable throwing the ball. So if we can force them into passing situations, then uh, we're definitely going to have a decided advantage. Yeah, they're adjusting the clock. I think that the officials yeah. actually called the time. Coach Wesley Duncan way out on the field. I think there's about 105, I think. It shows 1 o'clock, but I believe it should be. I mean, now it's 10.50. A lot of time left now. <laughs> Let's don't give them that much. Now the scorekeeper just, the scoreboard announcer just, 105, there we go. It's third and 18, so a huge play here for the Lions is needed for the defense to step up, make a big stop here on the Bobcats as uh, they've, Gotten down here kind of twice in the scoring kind of territory. Here's Turner. Need to watch and the shotgun. Throwing the screen over to the left. Gets it to Sizemore. And he comes back around the there back side of the line. Jordan Brooks first hits him. Then DeAndre Mathers. And then Antoine Moore. And then finishing him off. Joseph Whaley. What a great play by our defense to read that screen here on this side of the field and force the running back back towards the middle of the field right where all of our lines were waiting for him. So another loss. It's going to be a loss of about five on the play. So I'm going to say fourth and forever uh, back at the 31-yard line. We've been on this 31-yard line quite a bit tonight, guys, right here at the 31. So. Yep. Yeah, the third and the long yards, they went back to the only play that they'd had successful, uh, passing play that they'd had any success with at all. And this time we had we'd adjusted to it, recognized it, and were able to shut it down. I really think they're considering they're letting call, the clock They're going to call timeout right there wait. To, on the play clock with 12 seconds to go. We'll keep it here before. Just a reminder that at halftime we're going to attempt to go at halftime and to join J.P. Plant and TriStar Friday Night Live right here on Front Porch Sports Radio Network to get you caught up on all the scores around the, the, the mid-state, all the scores actually across the state. They take care of scores from Bristol to Union City and all in between. And, uh, of course, there are a lot of teams really not playing tonight because of the fall break. Uh, Columbia's uh, bye week doesn't come until two weeks from tonight. So again, we'll be here next next Friday night for senior night, the last home season home regular season game of the year. As we'll host Lincoln County and a, a another key region game for the Lions, but. Not a lot of games taking place well, tonight across the state, but there are some, and J.P. will get us up to date here at halftime. Right. So they're going to kick a long field goal. 49 that's gonna, yards. That's yeah. going to be a 40, 49 or 48? 48, 48, 48 yards. 48 yards. Here's the snap, the set, the kick, and the ball's on the way, and it hits the upright and bounces back. Hits the upright and bounces back with five seconds to go. No good as the, the Lions have held one more time on defense and still leading now with five seconds to go here in the second, first half, seven to nothing over the Bobcats. Got to hand it to the, the Giles County kicker. That was a, a great, great try. <laughs> literally come up literally inches short on that. Uh, Got to be, got to be tough on him a little bit. Yeah, it was dead center right there, just yep. right in the middle. And hit the crossbar. Kicked off to he the, kicked it to well the right. too. He kicked it strong. Yeah. Hit the hit the crossbar and bounced back into the end zone. So yeah. no good. And Columbia's just going to take a knee right yeah. here to get into halftime and uh, be leading seven to nothing. So 
A lot of action back and forth, but not a lot of scoring. Hopefully we'll, and uh, we get the ball to begin the second half, right? That's, cr so that's correct. They'll go to halftime here leading 7 to nothing. So a good outing so far for the Lions as they stay on top. 7 to nothing here. And uh, again, please stay tuned here at halftime. We'll join J.P. Plant and TriStar Friday Night Live right here on Front Fork Sports Radio Network to keep you updated on all the happenings of the high school football scores and updates here in week eight of the Tennessee football, Tennessee high school football season. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Whoa, hold on. It's way too early for that. Hello, this is Rick and Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. It's already October and Christmas is getting closer. Let Tillis Jewelry help make this holiday season a little less stressful. Did you know we offer layaway? Come in, select the perfect gifts for your loved ones, put 20% down, and then pay it off before Christmas. And you know we carry a great selection of one-of-a-kind pieces, vintage jewelry, diamonds, and more. Stop by and let us help you find that perfect gift. Has it some size, not much overall team speed. The Wildcats have scored 17 unanswered points after that 0-7 deficit. Well, and Tullahoma's defense starting to creep up there. They got a single safety in Will Park. Mm -hmm. Daring them to pass. Chris Usselton and Landon Fouch are the corners. Ethan Hargrove in there at a defensive back. Second and nine. Pitch back to the end around, and I mean nothing. Tullahoma stayed at home, Ken. What do you say? Gap, yeah, gap, gap integrity, integrity there. Yes, Caden Bradford had himself a little gap integrity. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> no doubt about it. And I think the Indians are just trying to get out with a 10-point deficit. And hope, praying this clock runs out. 140 left in the half. The clock stops here. Tullahoma timeout. 140 to go. Cats lead it 17-7 to on the Light Tube Sports Network. Okay, so a pair of unbeatens there, JP, and uh, they're playing like there's a little something on the line tonight. Yeah, they are. Um, and Montgomery Central, as you just heard there, got out to that 7 to nothing lead over Tullahoma on the road, but uh, the Wildcats uh, and John Olive's club has uh, bounced back uh, to take a 17 nothing lead uh, approaching halftime. I tell you what, we got a couple more minutes before we get to the top of the hour. Let's check back in with Independence Summit Tied at seven, WKOM on the call here. Andy will go backwards on the 11. And we'll see where the count should be at the 16 with the five-yard penalty. No, he's going to decline it 
So Coach Coleman, instead of first and 15 on the 16, wants second and 10 on the 11. Don't understand it. It just didn't feel like five yards mattered. He doesn't want the extra down. Maybe to get him here at a second and 10 on the 11. Keaton Wade was held, didn't call it, had to throw it quickly to Lockwood. Coverage in the back by Brady Pierce, and now it paid off. It's third and 10. Yeah, that left tackle for Independence, if, if, he, keeps, uh, if he keeps that up, he's going to get called for that. Uh, Keaton Wade. I think they need to double-team him if they're going to pass that ball, but Cummings misfires. He's, he's thrown a couple balls over the head of his receivers, and typically what quarterback coaches will tell you, if you're overthrowing your receivers, it's because you're too excited, you're too amped up, and quarterbacks need to be calm, cool, and collective. Let's see how Cummings responds here on third down. Four wide receivers, two to the left, two to the right. On the left hash mark, going towards the scoreboard. And we got a timeout. We'll take one as well. 7.09 left until halftime. 14 Summit, Indy 7. Okay, so there's a little bit of what's going on there. Summit trying to keep their perfect record. They came in at 7-0, and and they're getting quite a challenge tonight uh, in the name of Independence. So that's where we are right now. I know Murphy Fair is in Hartsville, Tennessee, we will check in with him when we come back. The music in the background means we're about to head to a break. So, as we approach the top of the hour, this is TriStar Friday Night Live, presented by the United States Army and by the Tennessee Department of Safety. Hello, this is Jamie Bowling for your local Columbia and Franklin Kubota. Whether you're new to our area or have lived here for years, Columbia and Franklin Kubota is a dealership you can trust for all your equipment needs. We offer a large selection of tractors, construction equipment, utility vehicles, and turf products, along with service, parts, and rental. Visit us online today at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. See why we're one of Middle Tennessee's fastest-growing Kubota dealerships. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Boatwright believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. I wish I may, I wish I might, have the wish I wish tonight. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. We want to make all your wishes come true. Ladies, let's face it, sometimes we need to give a little help to our loved ones. Tillis Jewelry makes it easy, and Christmas is right around the corner. It's the perfect time to stop by and put your favorite vintage, colored gemstone jewelry, or the all-time favorite diamond jewelry on your wish list. Then leave the rest to us. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for our latest creations. 
Hi, I'm Chris Chumley, owner of Expert Landscaping, LLC. Located in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee, Expert Landscaping specializes in consulting and design for all your outdoor needs, as well as installations for landscaping, pools, patios, outdoor kitchens, fireplaces, irrigation, and lighting. Call us today at 931-374-1772. Expert Landscaping, where quality work is an investment in the future. Shopping local is important in today's market and crucial when choosing your realtor. Hi, my name is Chase Blanchard. And I'm Andrew Earl. And we're the TriStar Home Partners with Benchmark Realty. Our approach is fighting for our customers day in and day out to get the best deal for them. So call us today at 931-922-2474 or check us out at TriStarHomePartners.com. We want to be your trusted home partner in all things real estate. And once again, our phone number is 931-922-2474. And you can find us at TriStarHomePartners.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Taking you on the field, under the lights, every Friday night. This is TriStar Friday Night Live, presented by the U.S. Army and the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Here's your host, George Plaster. Okay, we have reached the top of the hour. A lot to report on here in week number eight of the high school football season. Let's take it up to Springfield, Tennessee, where Springfield leads Beach 14-7 to at the half. Our buddy Joel Klinger is on the line. Joel, you've seen a good football game, haven't you? Absolutely. You know, and that's actually what I expected. Both these teams are very talented. This is actually a non-region game, so in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't mean all that much. But don't talk to anybody here. You know, this, these schools are kind of rivals. They go back a, a long ways. Uh, you know, Springfield just came off a victory against Henry County in their region, which set them up really well in 5A. And they only scored six points in that game. They've already got 14 tonight, and their offense has been moving the ball. Um, Beach on the other side, they've struggled moving the ball. They did get a Darius Johnson 47-yard touchdown run, so that has helped them. But, I mean, still, there's hard, there, it's hard to nitpick these two teams. They're both very solid programs and have been for a while. So speculate a little bit. Um, what does Beach try to do to get back in this game? Well, you know, a lot of their offense – and the little that has happened has come off their run game. I think they really need to get their pass game going. They have a spectacular wide receiver in Andrew Page, um, and he reminds me a lot of Jalen Hurd, who I went up against in high school. You know, this team has weapons, and I, they've been able to use them all season long. Tonight, it just hasn't worked out for them. They broke off one long run, and other than that, Springfield has held them. So I feel like getting the pass game involved is really going to be key to Beach's success in the second half. Where is Jalen Hurd? Uh, I'm actually not sure. He was on the San Francisco 49ers for a little bit. He may still be there. That's what but... I thought. Yeah. That's a great where are they now. Joel, uh, talk to me. You said not a region game, but certainly rivals. Uh, how far can these two teams go once we get to playoff time? Uh, far. I think they've both proven that they're very capable of making it deep into the bracket especially Springfield. You know, Beach has got to face all kinds of teams in 6A. They play Hendersonville 
and their region even. Springfield, on the other hand, now that Summit is up to 6A, I mean, they, they had a second-round exit last year that was an upset, but in the, in the minds of the Yellow Jackets, they could, they could go all the way to the Blue, Cro- Blue Cross Bowl, and I hate speaking that into existence, but I'm sure it's on the minds of these players as well. These teams, these teams are just uber-talented, but honestly, I think, I think Beach could make a, make a few rounds, but Springfield has a chance to really go all the way. Okay, listen, we appreciate the update. 14-7 Springfield at the half. Keep us updated if uh, if conditions warrant. Yeah, absolutely, George. Thank you so much. Joel Springer. Uh, excuse me, Joel Klinger. What was I thinking? <laughs> well, um, he's at Springfield. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. I was going to give it to Jerry Springer there. Joel Klinger with the uh, update as Springfield leads Beach. 14 to 7. JP, where are we going from here? We are going to um, get down to uh, Columbia Central as uh, they are at halftime. And Chris Yao, I believe, has joined us uh, from Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Chris, what's going on? Yes. Oh, you know, just sitting here watching more high school football with nobody in the stands because it's uh, fall break. So <laughs> it's about half full here at least. You know, I, I hear that. We never got fall break. What in the world? Never heard of it. Uh, it, it you know, this generation, what are we going to do with them? <laughs> I never really? had fall break either, George. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we didn't know what that was. A little bitter about Spring that. break was the only break we got. Of course, we also didn't start school well, August 1st either. <laughs> no, that that's the uh, that's the flip side of it. So tell me a little bit about what you've seen so far. Man, uh, Columbia Central has put together a very impressive first half. They lead right now seven to nothing over Dallas County. Their scoring drive was a 14 play, 97 yard drive that took up seven minutes and 36 seconds. It was a thing of beauty, including a fourth and 16 conversion from Luke Usselton to Q Martin at the three yard line through it, where only his guy could catch it on the sideline in double coverage. And a great throw, great catch, and they put the exclamation point on with the touchdown. Had a 48-yard field goal attempt at the end of the first half from Giles County that unfortunately hit the crossbar and bounced back in. It was, man, it it was just a tad short. And just any more leg whatsoever would have have put it over the goal line, the goalpost. But unfortunately for the the Bobcats, they did not get it. So it is 7-0 here. Central leads Giles County. Okay, good report. By the way, did you uh, did you watch the end of the Braves game? <sighs> I did not. I, I left at the end of the eighth inning. After the bottom of the eighth, I came up to the press box, so I missed the ninth inning, although uh, I heard we had an opportunity and did not convert, which, you know, what's new? Absolutely. First and third, two out, and Orlando Arcia not able to deliver. But, Jay, uh, excuse me, uh, Chris, I promise to take care of this on Monday. I'm going. Well, we appreciate it. I'm glad somebody can get there at 12 o'clock noon. Yeah, it is a little early, but uh, I'm a trooper. You know, businessman special in the playoffs, no big deal. No, <laughs> and Major League Baseball called- hates the Braves. It's called television. Hey, 
you uh you keep us updated on uh what's going on with that interesting game it, it really is last year giles county beat columbia central 48 to 16 so uh, obviously the lines have learned something on defense and they've held giles county to 15 plays and 75 total yards so pretty good night so far for the line okay chris keep us updated appreciate it yes sir have a good one Columbia Central Lions football on WKRM is brought to you in part by Parts Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Holland's Pharmacy, Columbia Foodland, Beck Dental Care, Bedrich and CSH Incorporated, Brown's Body Shop. Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Marts, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. Welcome back into Lindsey Nelson Stadium, everyone, as we are getting set to here in just a couple of minutes. We'll get back to playing here in this third quarter action here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium as the Columbia Central Lions are leading at halftime seven to nothing over the Giles County Bobcats. And, fellas, it's been a, uh, a, a very good, well-balanced or well-fought attack by both teams to here in this first half. Hopefully the Lions can hold hold uh, what what they've been doing and continue on in this second half. It, it, even if it means just seven more points and they don't get any, I'm good with that. Yeah, our defense has been doing a fantastic job against their running game. Uh, they've got two running backs that can, you know, if they ever get loose, they're, they're going to be able to do some damage. But uh, our defensive front has been able to squeeze the holes down, yet keep their outside shoulders clear for any bounces outside and, and, and making and letting pursuit catch up to them, and they're not getting any big plays. Their biggest play was a screen pass that, uh, uh, you know, and then you know got down to about the 15-yard line, and then the, then the defense bowed up and, and held them out to force a field goal attempt. Very good. And, Terry, you've got some stats here for the first half. Let's hear what you got. Oh, absolutely, I do. Uh, Columbia actually had 10 more plays in uh, Giles County, 25 to 15. Uh, we had 22 rushing attempts for 72 yards uh, and 9 for 31 for Giles County. Pass attempts, uh, their quarterback uh, was uh, was 2 for 6 for 45 yards. 39 of those came on one play, however. And uh, Luke Osselton had a good, you know, he was only 3 for 3, but uh, for 46 yards, we've had 9 first down to there too. Uh, let me get some individual stats here for Giles County. Again, the quarterback two for six for 45 yards. Uh, rushing stats, McElroy had 14 yards and five carries. Kamari Turner, 13 yards on two. Receiving yards, they only had uh, the two catches by Sizemore for 45 yards. And uh, they've also missed two field goals. And then uh, for Columbia, Lusselton, three for three, 46 yards. Russell Cade McCoy, 12 for 46, and the one touchdown in the game. Uh, Q Martin, 3 for 24. Jordan Davis, 3 for 11. Luke Osselton, 3 for a minus 8. Receiving yards, uh, McCoy, 2 for 23, and Q Martin, 1 for 23. And uh, Max Patton has only uh, had to punt one time, but... Uh, he barely, got that, one. He barely <laughs> got that one off. Yeah. Yeah. A net yardage gain of 10 yards. That was it. So, so anyways, Columbia's looking good in the first half. Uh, deep, like I said, they've held them to two first downs. and Total and yards for them is what? 
Total yards for them is, let me go back real quick here okay. and get that for you, buddy. It was uh, actually 76 yards, but 39 of them came on one play. And we've got and, and we've got 118. So, I think one of the most telling things is they've only run 15 offensive plays. Uh, yes. That's how well our defense has been able to uh, keep them uh, keep them bottled yeah. up. To and, where, and we've had uh, nine first downs and only one five-yard penalty. Uh, Giles County has had only two first downs, and they have had a total of three penalties. So that's that's a big improvement for Columbia. We've talked about that the last few weeks. Uh, penalties were a key, uh, and uh, they definitely cleaned that up a little bit tonight. So, so looking for a good second half, and we do get the ball to start the second half as well. Very good, as both teams are warming up on uh, both sides of their their field of the field here to get ready to begin third quarter action. So, obviously, um, again, we talked about it at the beginning of the of the broadcast that uh, these two teams have faced each other quite a bit over the years. You know, we're adjoining counties and. There's been a, 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 a kind of a natural rivalry, if you will, but hadn't played a lot except for the past, you know, the past couple of years. They played quite a bit. Giles County has gotten the obviously both of those wins, but before that, it was 2016 before they played, and they were playing on a regular basis at that time. And Columbia had won like six in a row, and again, they lead the series overall 34-7 and two, 18 and two right here in uh, in Columbia. I think uh, a lot of it, uh, you know, they were while they were relatively similar in population and size as far as the schools were concerned, they uh, they, they, they kept this going as Columbia started growing, as Central started growing as a school and started getting up into the upper divisions, then it, it became a, a situation where Giles County uh, really didn't need to face, uh, face Columbia on a regular basis uh, just uh, to, because they were just getting too big for them as far as student population. Uh, with the, the improvement in off-season programs, weightlifting programs, um, Coach O'Donnell, I think, O'Connor, excuse me, Coach O'Connor, O'Connor yep. uh, decided it was about time to, to try to, to renew the rivalry again. Uh, it's, a, it's a good rivalry, uh, though, again, uh, Giles County, uh, he, he's wanting to push his guys to get ready for their playoffs because uh, Giles County is two divisions below Central in this, and this is a good push for them. Um, and so uh, that's why he wanted to get it back together and, and stuff. And, and it's, it's become, it, it, again, Giles County's a good football team. And uh, so for us to be to have control of the game like this still uh, is still a, a pretty impressive and, and shows a lot of improvement in our, self, in our self-discipline and stuff. Well, we got a couple of minutes here before we'll kick off again. Let's take a quick time out and listen to some of our sponsors. We've got some great folks that uh, we just appreciate sponsoring this. And also want to give a shout out. I don't know if they're listening, but they have been listening in the first half. Uh, the uh, g- good friends up in Swanee, Tennessee, are listening to us tonight online. And I know my mother's listening to us as well. So mm-hmm. I want to give a shout out to them, the Askews up in Swanee. And uh, my mother down in Fayetteville, Tennessee. So we'll take a quick break and tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. 
Merry Christmas, everyone. Whoa, hold on. It's way too early for that. Hello, this is Rick and Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. It's already October and Christmas is getting closer. Let Tillis Jewelry help make this holiday season a little less stressful. Did you know we offer layaway? Come in, select the perfect gifts for your loved ones, put 20% down, and then pay it off before Christmas. And you know we carry a great selection of -of one-of-a-kind pieces, vintage jewelry, diamonds, and more. Stop by and let us help you find that perfect gift. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Bodride believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meeting. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at parksmotorsales.com. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as we're set for the second half of football here against the Giles County Bobcats who are lined up to kick off to your Columbia Central Lions. Adrian Hidalgo and Q Martin back standing at their 15-yard line awaiting the kick from Chase Harden for the Bobcats. There's the whistle and here's the kick. A great kick. It's going to go through the end zone, looks like. Or no, it hit the end zone. I know. Now it's going to be have to be picked up by Adrian Hidalgo at the one-yard line, and he's going to go tackled into the end zone, but they're going to call him forward progress. That ball had to hit the line. the line. That ball did cross the line. It had to crawl, hit the line. But they're saying... They're saying it didn't, and we're going to be spotted down at the one-yard line. Now, can you believe that? It went over their head, a great kick, and once it hit the five-yard line, like it just wedge. died. It just died right there, and they're going to spot it. That's where they're spotting it at the – is that the one or the two? I think it's the two. That's at the two-yard line is where the Lions will – well, they did a 93-yard drive, right, Terry? Yep, so yep. maybe we can do a 90 – 98. 98. We're ready. All right, here we go. The wing T formation for the Lions as we begin third quarter play here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Luke Usselton under center. There goes Q Martin and handoff to Caden McCoy right up the middle, and he doesn't get much of anything. Basically back to the line of scrimmage before he's pushed back into the end zone, but they'll give him the forward progress really for no gain. And now a stop of play. There's a hurt player down. A, that looks like Jordan Brooks. No, that's Caden McCoy, the running back, is down as he's being attended to. Doesn't look too serious. I'm not sure. It's hard to say right away, but Chris Fett, the trainer for the Columbia Lions, quickly out there to attend to him to check his leg, his right leg. It looks like where he is, uh, looks like he's had some type of injury. Let's hope that's not too serious. Now, wait a minute. They're going to, no. He's still got him down, but uh, it's on his right leg, right knee maybe that he's looking at. But let's take a quick injury timeout and take we're just underway here of this third quarter. 
but an injury timeout. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Bodright believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as Caden McCoy kind of walks off on his own power almost, and he's coming over towards the, the bench here on the sideline as Luke Usselton looking back, throwing from his end zone. He hits Jordan Davis right, his, uh, right across the five-yard line, gets up to about the eight- or nine-yard line on the far side of the field. That's going to make it. Uh, third, third and about four, a long four to go for the Lions. They'll spot it at the eight-yard line of the Lions. If nothing else, that gave us a little bit of room for our punt team now to, to be able to line up and, and run it without being jammed up so close. All right, so the Lions up to the line of scrimmage now. Cr- crucial third down conversion needed here as they face third and just a long four. Usselton under center. Fake to Christian Biggers across, and it's balls almost intercepted. He was trying to get Bubba Perkins out of the 20-yard line, but two defenders, a dangerous pass there, guys. That's a really fortunate that that ball wasn't picked off. Yeah, that's the first time uh, that he's really uh, kind of shown his, his uh, inexperience on that. He re- tried to force that one in on double coverage, and uh, fortunately, they uh, knocked it out off of each other. <laughs> they did. They ran into each other. That's his first incomplete pass of the game, too. So A quick three and out for the Lions as Max Patton in uh, at least seven yards deep in the end zone, waiting on Lewis to snap the ball. And there's a snap, a good snap. Here's the punt, gets away. A good punt, good high punt, backs up Sizemore to his 46-yard line. That's a block in the back, but they're not going to call it. Sizemore across the 30, across the 25, down to the 20, and finally down inside the 15-yard line goes Sizemore on the return. But I could have sworn they had Ryan Patterson blocked in the back back here as he was trying to make the tackle way back here at the 45-yard line, but not going to happen. Unfortunately, I think it was our own people trying to make the tackle with him, and uh, some friendly fire knocked each other off. So, just like that, uh, Giles County in business in a big way at the 14-yard line of the Lions. This defense, they did extremely well, kept them out of scoring at all in the first half. Now they've got a big task ahead of them right here. First and 10 for the Bobcats at the Lion 14-yard line. 10 minutes, 17 seconds to go here in the second quarter. Here's Turner, a pitch to Sizemore, to McElroy across the right side, a pitch toss sweep, and uh, gets inside the 10-yard line down to about the 7 is where they'll spot the ball now. Five yards on the carry, so it'll be second and five for the Bobcats. Now, Coach is talking an awful lot about sudden change momentum and the defense trying to change that. Right now, this is this is that situation. We have got to try to change the momentum here, uh, hold them out, force them to take a field goal try again. So here's Turner at quarterback in the shotgun. McElroy on his right hip, give to him right up the middle. And he's going to go inside the five, down to the three, down to the maybe the two, or actually they'll stop him at the three-yard line. 
Looks like maybe a lion hurt on the play, but he finally gets up Malik Smith on the tackle from his defensive end position, but not before the lion, the Bobcats get a first and goal at the three-yard line. Now with nine minutes, 25 seconds to go and counting here in the third quarter, threatening to score. Need a big defensive stop right here. A handoff up the middle, and McElroy walks right into the end zone for the touchdown, a point away from tying this ball game up. Looks like uh, one of our defend one of our linebackers chose uh, chose a hole to, to go into and try to fill it, and uh, he he was able to read it and went the other way on it, uh, walked in without being touched. So just like that, nine minutes and 15 seconds to go, the Bobcats on the board for the first time tonight here in the third quarter with a touchdown, a three-yard touchdown from McElroy, awaiting the extra point attempt. As Chase Carden sets up for that attempt, there's the snap, the set, the kick, and that kick is good. So, again, 9.15 to go here in the third quarter. We've got a new score. It's 7-7, seven to seven, all tied here between Giles County and Columbia. We'll take a quick timeout, and you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as uh, we're getting ready to, for a kickoff from the Bobcats after their touchdown drive. A little short drive, Terry, right? It wasn't too many plays. Not too, they didn't have far to go. Now 14 yards and three plays. A three-yard run by McElroy. Kick was good. 7-7 seven to seven with 9.15 to go in the third. And there's the kick. This time it does go into the end zone for the touchback as Q Martin. <laughs> that time they were backed up <laughs> a back little bit deeper. Sure. Well, they were back deeper this time. Yep. Uh, yes. On that first kick, they were up here at the 15-yard line. It went over their head, and they just assumed that it was going to go into the end zone. That one almost landed in the end zone, so they let it go through for the touchback. Columbia takes over a much better field position here at first and 10. The last, uh, that opening drive, opening possession of the third quarter, they went three and out and gave them too good of a field position. To, so we, this time we need to answer and get back downfield, get 80 yards and a score. Here's Usselton in the wing tee. Jordan Davis in motion. A give to Christian Biggers on the right side. He pushes his, pushes the pile away, pushes it forward for three yards. So it'll be second and seven for the Lions. They'll spot it at the 23 of the Lions. Nine minutes to go here in the third quarter. All tied 7-7. Biggers brings in a little bit different dimension uh, from McCoy. He's not quite as shifty and quite as quick, but he brings in a little bit more power. And uh, that's where they're trying to take advantage of his skills there. McCoy sitting on the trainer's bench over here on the near sideline, still being looked after. Not sure of his status. We'll try to find out. There goes a handoff to Q Martin around the left side. He's got room. He's got his first down and then some. Crosses the 40-yard line. 
and up to the, about the 43 before he's brought down by a couple of defenders that were tagging along, trying to catch up with him. But Q Martin just comes in motion. That jet sweep around the left side of the line just takes off. And when he has that speed and can get a little seam, he makes a move. Yeah, the tight end and the wing back did a really good job of sealing off the edge of the Giles County defense. Gives him that run, uh, that uh, room to run up the sideline there. Here are the Lions, first and 10 at their own 42-yard line. A give to Davis around the right side. He's looking for room, crosses the 45, but then pushed out of bounds as he gets to the 46-yard line. As uh, That'll be four yards on the play or three yards on the play. It'll be second. Yeah, he was four, so second and six for the Lions. They'll spot it now. They, they move it up. That's good. I like to see them move up the ball. 47-yard line is where they'll spot the ball down. So a pickup of almost five there for Jordan Davis. Almost looked like that play didn't gain anything, but then uh, it was so strung out, and we end up with a five-yard gain on it. Here's Osselton in the wing tee. Christian Biggers, the tailback. Give to him up the middle, looking for room. Not much there. Gets back to the line of scrimmage and maybe pushes for a yard. So it's going to be third and still five yards to go for the Lions as the clock continues to click here at seven minutes and ten seconds to go here in this third quarter. All tied at seven here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Your Columbia Central Lions against the Giles County Bobcats. Third and four, they'll call it. Ball at the 48-yard line of the Lions. Usselton under center. Fake to Biggers, looking to throw. Got plenty of time. Now being pressured. There's a flag, and he just throws yeah. it out of bounds. So that's going to be a hold on the Lions. Unfortunate. But he had a lot of time there, and but that was coming from the from the far side. Yeah, from the, the back side. Yeah. Elselton was rolling to his right, looking for Bubba Perkins or anybody, and and now the. Uh, they're going to decline this, right? Uh, they're going to decline like it. they're taking it. Well, why is Max Patton coming in? Wow. Uh, okay, I think Coach Moore thought they were going to decline it as well, so he sent the punt team out. That's what, they did. That's what I was wondering. The punt team was out there on the field. And so... Really kind of surprised that they did take it. I, yeah, I mean, I'm... Uh, I guess they're trying to play a field position game as well. So that backs uh, up Columbia to the 33-yard line, where it'll be third and about 19 to go for the first down. They've got to cross midfield up to the Bobcat 48 to get their first down. Actually inside the 48 to almost the 47. So here's Usselton under center. Since Bubba Perkins, wide receiver to the far left. A fake to Jordan Davis. Now he rolls left to throw, and there's the ball thrown to Q Martin right at midfield, and just a little too much, too far for him. And now, now the punt team will for sure come on, and uh, so they played off. I mean, that played well for the Bobcat strategy to back them up, back us up further, and uh, thinking they're going to get better field position. But we've got to have better coverage of this punt, that's for sure, because Sizemore is proven. That he, he is, is dangerous. <laughs> he is quite the runner when he gets that ball. He's a big runner, too. Goodness gracious, it says 5'9", 142. There's no way. He's six foot 200. It's got to be. Say, 
He's a big, That's, that's the thickest 142 dude. I've seen in a long time. So here's Max Patton standing at his 20, waiting on the snap. And there's a the snap, good clean snap. Patton gets the ball away, a great punt this time. And there it's going to go. No, great oh, roll. Great roll. Hits the 33-yard line and bounces down to the 25 where the Lions will down it and the Bobcats will take over first and 10 there. Six minutes, 22 seconds to go here in this third quarter. Only score is so far is the Bobcats. They tied us up here in this third quarter. Terry? Uh, just uh, so you mentioned about Sizemore, he's had uh, one punt return for 31 yards, but two kickoff returns for 57 yards. Wow. So he's almost he's up near 100 yards in return yardage on three returns. Does that in, does, Are those numbers, are they in their total yardage? Because that would not be included in their total yardage, no, which no, that, seems like to me sometimes that ought to be kind of considered to be included, right, in correct. your total yards because he's no. been such a factor yeah, in this your, game, giving them the field position yeah, all night. It's just yeah, they, your offensive plays. They come out in a different passing. set this time. And there's movement. Delay a game. Delay a game on the Bobcats. That'll back them up five. Is, uh, they came out in a five-wide set with three receivers on the far side of the field, on the wide side of the field, really, really wide. Uh, another two down here. I would expect a quarterback draw here or something, uh, trying to get a spread out, give give their running back some seam or the quarterback some seams to run in. I'd tell our linebackers to really be very, very cautious about a quarterback draw here. Right there, it is. Here he is, and he's going to go down after only a couple of yards pickup as uh, Joseph Whaley and Malik Smith combine to make the tackle on Kamari Turner, the quarterback for the Bobcats. That'll make it a pickup of two, maybe. It'll be second and 13, second and 12. They keep moving the ball up. Second and 12, they'll spot it at the 23-yard line. Clock ticks, five minutes, 55 seconds to go here in the third quarter as uh, Turner still looking for the play across the far side is uh, actually their head football coach, David O'Connor, is up here in the press box. So here's Turner in the shotgun. He's looking to throw deep. There's the ball, and there's the completion across the 40 to the 43-yard line. Pickup of a first down for the Bobcats. D.J. Gardner, a freshman, makes the catch, uh, makes the reception way up at the 43, so a good pickup for the Bobcats to convert that Second and long play there for the Bobcats now at the 43-yard line. First forward pass they've completed other than the screen. Again, no huddle all night. The, uh, the Bobcats just line up on the line of scrimmage and then get the play from the sideline. Here's Turner in the shotgun, hands off to McElroy right up the middle. He's got maybe two on the play, gets to the 40, excuse me, yeah, the 45-yard line to the Bobcat 45-yard line, so to make it second and eight for Giles County. Yeah, it's, it's been obvious through most of this game that uh, passing is not a, a strength for Giles County. Uh, they do it as they have to, and so our, our defense has done a good job of, of sitting in on the run, and hopefully we can make them throw a little bit more, even though they had success in that last play. Uh, I don't think they really want to live and die on the pass. So here's Turner in the shotgun. McElroy, or no, that's Randolph. McEl uh, Turner takes it uh, up the middle, and he gets pounded right there hard. That looked like 
Antoine Moore that made the initial hit, but I could almost feel that hit as Antoine hit the quarterback from way up here. He picks up about three on the play to make it third, or excuse me, I guess he got more than that, got five, so it's going to make it third and five on the play here. It's a power eye formation for the Bobcats. Fake to all of those, and Turner looking to throw and completes for his first down on the far sideline. Gets to the Columbia 42-yard line, the 43-yard line. Goes uh, go the Bobcats. A great play, great connection there as a receiver. Sawyer Phillips looks like he was just kind of all alone over there as he uh, awaited the ball from Turner. Yeah, he had a one-on-one, uh, just a little out route, uh, broke up on, on Adrian Hidalgo and uh, was able to complete it for the first down. First and 10 at the Lion 42-yard line are the Bobcats. Kind of an impressive throw because the quarterback had pressure right in his face. They started where, Terry? Uh, this drive started at the uh, 20. There goes Turner. This the quarterback keeper around the right side, and he gets racked out of bounds. Not sure who made that. was Antoine Moore that made another strong hit on that quarterback as he just kind of leveled him out of bounds, but he picked up about three on the play before he was taken out of bounds. Maybe two. Uh, it's about three. Second and seven. Second and eight for the Bobcats as they get the ball down to the 40, the Lion 40-yard line. Clock runs. No, the clock stopped as they're out of bounds. Three minutes, 50 seconds to go. We're all tied at seven here in this third quarter at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Turner in the shotgun. Quick throw on the right side, far sideline. Incomplete over the head of his intended receiver right at the first down marker. But no incomplete, so it'll be third and eight for the Bobcats. So a big play here, Coach, to try to force them to either punt or to go for it and get us back off the field. Yeah, it's going to be real important that we get our defense off the field here in third down. Uh, They've had some success converting now in the last couple of series, and so we've got to slow that down. Turner in the shotgun. There's the snap. Looking to his left, being pressured out of the pocket, and having to bring it down to run, and he's got his first down. Doggone it. Adrian Hidalgo finally makes the tackle as he approaches the 31-yard line. Goes Kamari Turner, the quarterback, who got in trouble back there. He was looking to throw, and he got in trouble. Had to pull it down pretty quick and took off running around the right side and just made something happen there to get the first down. A lot of times that's some of their best plays is when he drops back to pass and gets flushed, and then he gets a chance to run in open space. First and 10 at the Columbia 31-yard line. The Bobcats, a handoff. No, a fake. Uh, Turner's going to keep it himself and gets up five yards just like that down to about the 27, excuse me, the 26-yard line now where they'll spot it. It'll be second and five for Giles County. Looks like Giles County's offense has kind of got their second win now, and they're kind of dictating the line of scrimmage. We've got to start winning that battle back. Under center now. In the I formation, handoff to McElroy right off the left side. He's got a little room before he's finally brought down by Eli Height and Joseph Whaley. But he's going to pick up about three on the play. It's going to make it third and two as they'll spot it at the Columbia 23-yard line. Two minutes, 30 seconds to go here in the third quarter. We can get some penetration and get them before they... uh... Get, get their feet set on the handoff. Maybe we can stop them for a loss here. Force them to uh, make a tough decision. Here's Turner. 
Going to give to Randolph. That's McElroy around the left side. He's got his first down inside the 20 down to the 17-yard line. Oh, me. We got our penetration that time, but the, the handoff was deep enough. He was able to outrun it to the side. That's Jaden Abernathy that ran that, that ball. Or no, that was Randolph, I guess, number one. That made the run there. That was Randolph. It gets the first down, first and 10 at the Columbia 17-yard line. Inside two minutes of the third quarter. Turner looking to throw a quick pass and complete at the 15, at the 10 inside, down inside the five-yard line, right at the five-yard line. Uh, goes uh, the wide receiver, not seeing. That's Abernathy that makes that catch on the far side of the field. Just a quick pass, an outlet pass there for Turner to Abernathy to pick up the first down, and now it's first and goal from the Columbia five-yard line. Not real sure that Hidalgo realized exactly where they were because he was playing awfully deep on that. Gave him a chance to run that slant. Here's Turner, going to keep it himself, looking around the left side, and he's hit behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, DeAndre Mathers makes a great play from his defensive end, defensive tackle position, as he hits Turner in the backfield for a loss of one on the play. So now to make it second and goal from the six. Outstanding eye discipline on his part right there. He noticed that the running back went the other way, so he sat home and waited for that quarterback counter and nailed it for a loss. So here's the Bobcats at the seven. Turner looking to the sideline for the play. Randolph, the lone tail, lone setback on Turner's left hip. There's the snap. Fake to him. Quick throw in the touchdown in the end zone. Touchdown. Giles County, they take the lead as the tight end. That was similar to that play back in the second quarter where he was wide open and we made a hit on him and uh, he didn't, didn't catch the ball. That's, that's McElroy that actually made that catch there. And uh, now Giles County on top with 48 seconds to go here in the third quarter, 13-7, to awaiting the extra point attempt. But he was just all alone, Coach. Yeah, we geared up so much to stop that off-tackle play that our, our linebacker just uh, lost lost sight of where the tight end was and, and didn't realize he didn't block him. He took off up the field, and by the time he figured it out, it was too late. Well, dadgum, we've let them get two touchdowns here, and there's the extra point attempt. It's up, and it is good. So a new score here, again, with 48 seconds to go in the third quarter. Our Columbia Central Lions are trailing the Giles County Bobcats. 14 to 7. We'll take a quick timeout and tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Wave, and you're listening to 103.7 FM WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. And for those of you listening on 1340 AM, we appreciate you listening in. 48 seconds to go here in the third quarter as uh, Giles County just goes on top in this ballgame, 14-7 to over Columbia Central as... Uh, 
Giles County looks to kick off now from their own 40-yard line. For the third time this half, there's another good kick. Hidalgo going to take it at his five, and he's on his way across the 10, across the 15, looking to get to the 20, crosses the 20, and he's not going to go much further than that. So he gets to the 21 is where Columbia Central will take over with just a few seconds, 38 seconds to go here in this third quarter as they try to get some kind of drive going that can match and get us back in this ball game. Terry, you got a scoring drive. Somewhere. Yeah, they, they went because uh, they had a penalty right off the bat, and there's a penalty on the field now. Uh, went 80 yards and 15 plays, six-yard catch to McElroy. Kick was good. 14-7 to seven Giles County with 48 seconds left in the third. And uh, looks like the penalty may be against Giles County. Just checking. Let's hope. Yeah, evidently hope. something was said because everybody was walking back. To, everybody was going back to their own sidelines. Yeah. So evidently something was said. the referee. Dead ball foul. Unsportsmanlike conduct against the Bobcats. Wow. 15 yards from that 21-yard line. Now we need to take advantage of that. Got good, decent field. We got decent field position. Just settle in. Run the plays we know, you know, that we run best. Start moving the ball up the field. We got, uh, you know, got 38 seconds in this quarter, but we got the whole second, uh, fourth quarter just to drive the ball down the field at our pace. Christian Bigger still at tailback. I'm not seeing Caden McCoy on the sideline at the moment, but uh, he's not on the trait. Yeah, I do now see him, but he's standing up, but doesn't look like he's going to be coming back in anytime soon. Hope he's yeah. not uh, injured too badly. His right leg, but here's Luke Osselton, and it looks like Christian Biggers lines up a little closer uh, to the set, and a handoff to Q Martin up the middle, and he had a little hole there right in the middle as that kind of the re fake reverse inside play there brought him inside. He picks up about four yards, gets it up to the 40-yard line where it'll be second and six for the Lions. That's a little play they call the Sally where they actually – they, they fake two other handoffs before they hand it back on this little inside reverse. A um, lot of lot of cross movement there. Uh, hopefully it confuses the linebackers. Still got some yard or uh, made some yards on. Here's that for, same formation. Wing T. Jordan Davis in motion. Fake to him. Russellton rolls to his left, looking for receivers. Throws it, and there's interference. And he didn't. He hit him early, but they're not gonna. They're not gonna count it. He was trying to hit Jace Hoth uh, uh, right close to midfield, as but the ball falls incomplete. But it looked like to me, guys, he was hit just a hair early, and I know that's hard to to call right there as a bang bang type play. But but still, unfortunate. And as we, that ends uh, the third quarter of play here as uh, we'll take a quick timeout and we've got a lot of doings to make up here it's third and six the lions are trailing 14 to 7 against the giles county bobcats we'll take a quick break and be back with fourth quarter action right after this you're listening to columbia central lions football on the front porch sports radio network Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones & Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones & Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner.
And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as we're set to begin the fourth quarter action here at Jim Cartwright Field. And we're in the Marion Wilhoyt press box. Lee Maddox along with Coach Mike Lyle and Terry Wilcox bringing you the action. As Luke Olselton facing a third and six, he bats the throw. He's got time. There's the throw looking for Q Martin. And Q Martin has it, okay. and he drops it, but he's going to get the flag for interference. Great call. Thank you, Mr. Referee, because Q Martin still could have made that play. He was being Just about held. It off, yeah. He was being held as the ball got to him, and he still almost pulled it in at the Bobcat 40-yard line. So pass interference against the Bobcats will give us the first down and where do they mark that ball? 15 yards 15 from the yards spot? From the, I mean, spot or from the line of scrimmage. From the line of scrimmage. So that's going to get us up to the 45-yard line of the Bobcats and back in business here to keep this drive going. First and 10 for the Lions with 11 minutes. Just the first play of the fourth quarter. 11 minutes, 52 seconds to go. The Lions trailing the Bobcats 14-7 here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Luke Usselton all the way at quarterback in the wing T formation. There's Davis in motion. Give to him, trying to reach to the outside, and a great play by the defender on that side for a four-yard loss on Jordan Davis. Great play by the defensive lineman. Or I'm not sure who defensive that, that was. End. Yeah, it was the defensive end. Recognized the play and pushed him back into the backfield. That was Sawyer Phillips that made that play and just... Jordan Davis never had a chance, really. Yeah, the Jets designed to run past that guy. He's supposed to be going at full speed at that. Uh, evidently, he widened. He saw it, widened out just a step, and was able to get his hands on his jersey to keep him from getting outside. All the way back to the Bobcat 49-yard line, a four-yard loss, so second and 14 for the Lions. Now a timeout, Columbia. Coach is not sure what... Uh, what they were look, didn't didn't like what they had called and facing a second and long play they want to make sure that they can uh, you know this is sure, this is sure a, they get the right play called here. I mean here we we are in the fourth quarter this is a huge moment uh, in our in our possession you know we got to get back yeah, and we tie got, this game right here yeah we've got to get points in this possession somehow whether even if it's just a field goal uh, we we need to get points in this possession to keep ourselves uh, in the game. Um, also, defense is going to have to, to do a little bit better job of, of stopping them, getting getting the ball back in our hands. Uh, now we're seeing with the Giles County that we expected to see earlier in the game. Uh, and they're showing why they're ranked as high as they are in 3A. Ranked number four in the Associated Press across the state. And number one in the mid-state for the 3A schools. So... And they've only played four games. But they're averaging 45 points a game. We've kind of stymied that somewhat. But here's Usselton dropping back to throw. Got time. There's the throw to Jordan Davis. Complete across the 40. But he's still going to be short of the first down by about four yards. They'll spot it at the 39-yard line of the Bobcats. So it'll be third and four for the first down. Clock runs two, 10 minutes, 45 seconds to go here in the fourth quarter. Makes that third down a little bit more manageable now. Kind of opens up the playbook a little bit for us. Definitely, and we're in four-down territory now for sure, I would think. Under the circumstances, I agree with you. Let's get it right here, though. I'll take a touchdown right now if they would like. Christian Biggers 
Jordan Davis and Q Martin in the wing T formation. Davis in motion. Give to Q Martin up the middle. Oh, and he trips and falls as he was going to make his cutback. It looked like he was going to get to his first down, but he's going to be a yard short or two yards. Let's see where they spot it. 32. It he's going like to be a yard and a half short of his first down marker. He's got to get to the 35, and they've got it at the 36 and a half is where they're spotting the ball. So huge play here. Fourth down. Got to convert. Got to convert. And it's not going to be the quarterback sneak. I don't believe. No, we haven't had too much success. He's going to call another game. timeout. He calls yeah, another timeout. So now we're down to yeah. one timeout left, and we'll take one with them to give our sponsors some time. We again we appreciate the folks that uh, sponsor Columbia Central Lions football, and you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. For the 75th year, Columbia Central Lions football plays on WKRN. And come on, Lions, we got to get a conversion here. Fourth and two at the 37-yard line of the Bobcats. Luke Usselton brings his team to the line of scrimmage. Christian Biggers, Jordan Davis in the backfield. There goes Q Martin in motion. There's the handoff to Christian Biggers. He's looking for room, and he's not going to get it. That should be a penalty. Doggone it. Oh, he didn't even have the ball as they kept pushing him back. So another turnover on downs for the Lions as uh, the Giles County Bobcats were waiting on that, on that run right there by Christian Biggers on the left side of the line. But... He was not going to be allowed to go. He got back to the line of scrimmage and then just pushed yeah. back. Yeah, they recognized. They, uh, you know, Coach Moore went with the, the play. We uh, probably our bed, bread and butter play that off tackle power, and uh, Giles County recognized it and was able to, in the hole. What? The clock still running. You can hear Chris Yao up here yelling down at the sideline to stop that clock. They finally do. It ran about 15 seconds off the off the play off the clock to 8:52. Now they're going to stop play down on the field to discuss that. Uh, but it was definitely a dead ball as you turn over on downs that stops the clock. And I, I didn't even pay attention, uh, but it had to be 20, maybe even 30 seconds that that clock had to have been running, I guess, if it was never stopped. They're going to discuss it and look at it. Now they're giving them a signal to reset the play clock right now. There it goes to nine minutes and 12 seconds to go. I think that's where they're going to start it. They're going to go with it as the Bobcats get the ball back over on offense after they hold Columbia on fourth down the second time tonight that they've held them on fourth down. Here's Turner under center in the I formation gives to the fullback 
And he's going to take five yards just like that before Watson Harvey brings him down at the 42-yard line. Actually, a pickup of six, so it'll be second. Well, it's about five. Second and five for the Bobcats as they line up in the power eye formation. Again, handoff to the fullback. He just powers his way across the 45, up over across the 50, first and 10 for the Bobcats as they're just having their way right now, kind of like we were doing in the first half. Yeah, they're just, uh, their pads are getting under ours. We're the ones acting like we're the ones that are tired at this point. And they're getting up under our pads and just pushing us back into the linebackers. And, and they're not, we're not hitting them at all until they get three yards up the field. Terry, I didn't see who that fullback lined up was. They bring in a different fullback this time. A handoff to McElroy. He gets hit by Harvey right at, as he crosses the line of scrimmage for really, well, he's going to give him two yards now. He'll get inside Columbia Territory up to the 48-yard line of the Lions. So it'll be second and eight as that clock now is going to be a big-time factor as they'll look to run off as much as they can. The clock runs at seven minutes and 45 seconds to go here in the ballgame. Columbia trailing Giles County 14-7. to seven. And a quick snap as Turner is going to keep it himself going out to the outside. But Watson Harvey again on the tackle as uh, a minimal gain there. A pickup of uh, about two or three on the play. He we gets were... it to the 45-yard line. So now it's going to be third and five. We were extremely fortunate there. We were still trying to make adjustments to our defense. and We had a couple of guys walking sideways. Uh, Harvey's having having another good game at middle linebacker. I'm glad he's back in. <laughs> glad we got that shoulder situation fixed. Huge play right here for the Lions. Third and five. Harvey looking to blitz. He gets his. There's the quick pass to Sizemore, and it's complete. Crosses the 40 down to the Columbia 35-yard line. Another first down for the Bobcats. I can't believe that's not just a, a player mental error right there. You know, third and short, and we're, we're backed off eight yards uh, on a wide receiver right there, uh, knowing that they're not going to throw it. They're not going to try to throw it deep. I, I don't understand why our corner is not a little tighter on him. They'll spot it at the 39-yard line, excuse me, the 34-yard line of Columbia. First and 10, clock at six minutes and 30 seconds and counting here in the fourth quarter. Giles County leading 14 to 7. Defensive front of the Lions shifting around, trying to make a difference. They're going to hand it off to McElroy across the left side of the line, and he's hit hard after getting just back across the line of scrimmage. Maybe a pickup of one on the play. We're doing a decent job on first down, forcing second and long, but then we're not we're not finishing the job and we're letting them escape at second and third down. Second and nine now for the Bobcats as they're content to let as much clock run as they can as it down to five minutes and 50 seconds to go here in the ball game. Turner gets the play all the way at quarterback and gets the play and he's in the shotgun formation. He's probably going to keep this one himself. And there he goes right up the middle and for good yardage. Eli Height, Joseph Whaley in on the tackle, but a pickup of about seven on the play. It'll be third and three 
pickup of six. So third and three, they'll spot it down at the 27-yard line of Columbia. Yeah, this is where they finally shook the rust off, looks like, from that three-week layoff. And now they're, they're, st they're starting to click on the cylinders they're used to running on. Well, we need a turnover right here or some kind of big stop. Turner taking his time, letting the play clock go down as much as he can. In the eye format, they movement. There was movement yeah, they on the it. offense. Offensive right end, yep. right tackle, where they moved. It's going to be procedure against the Bobcats, so that will back them up. For now, third and long, it'll be third and eight from the 32-yard line. That's where they'll spot it. Again, I would assume being on the on the plus 33. Uh, it's probably going to be four down territory again. Uh, we, we need two big plays right here to get the ball back into our offense's hands, see if we can get, uh, get something to happen. I'll take one with a turnover. So, clock now runs four minutes, 35 seconds to go. Turner in the shotgun. McElroy. As the lone tailback, Turner just content to let this clock, the play clock, come all the way down. Here it is at five seconds. Gets the snap at four. Gives to McElroy around the right side, looking for room. There's holding. There's holding on Christian Biggers, but they're not going to call. No, there's a flag over here. They got a flag back inside, though. But they were holding Christian Biggers to keep him from making the tackle. They're going to call a holding on the other side. So. That backs him up, so it was a good pickup for there for McElroy around the right side here on the Columbia sideline, but all for naught is they're going to back that ball back up from the line of scrimmage. Yeah, the, the, the rules on holding seem to have gotten a lot more liberal in the last few years as long as basically as long as they're pushing on them and they've got their hands inside their frame, they're probably not going to call it very often. Uh, now, if they start pulling on them and, and uh, stuff like that, that's when they tend to, to call it. But uh, you're right. It kind of makes it hard to get away when the offensive guy can grab your jersey like that. Yeah, third and 18 now for the Bobcats. Back now at the Lion 42-yard line. They've got to get to the 24 for their first down. Third and 18. Here's Turner. Going to take it himself around the left side. Holding on the left side. Malik Smith. Tries to make a tackle and can, and Turner takes it all the way close. Actually, he does have the first down inside the 25. I he gets. They may bring it back. Maybe a yard, yard short or half gonna, a yard short. They're going to put it on the 25-yard line, so it'll be fourth down, one yard. So what a huge play we need right here. And again, this play calling's coming from the head coach. He's sitting up here in the press box for Giles County. Unusual to have your head coach yeah. to sit in the press box. So here we go. The defensive front of the Lions need a big stop right here. Get your hand up or something because not no telling what they're going to do. Turner under center going to try the quarterback sneak and he pushes his way forward for the first down. He gets to the 24-yard line. That's what he needed. Our pad level is way too high on that play for that kind of a for that kind of down. 
we're starting to act like we're fatigued in that situation. We got our pads too high, and they just got up under us and pushed us back. First and 10 as the clock now runs at 2 minutes 55 seconds to go here in the ball game. The Lions desperately needing a stop, a turnover or something to get the ball back to try to tie the game first. At this point, yeah, we're, we're needing a turnover at this point. But Giles County is going to be very, very content to run the ball. Uh, we're not probably not going to see another pass uh, unless Central gets it. <laughs> and we only have one timeout left. Yeah, yeah. There's Turner. Hand off to Randolph around the left side, and he's got lots of room all the way into the end zone for a 23-yard touchdown for the Giles County Bobcats. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Just a toss sweep, kind of a handoff around the left side, and when he hit the seam over there, he just tiptoed his way, got hit right at about the two-yard line, but fell into the end zone for the touchdown. Now 20-7 to seven over the Lions with two minutes, 21 seconds to go here in the ballgame. Doggone. Yeah, they were able to get a seam there and, and uh, get to our inside linebacker to into uh, uh, and he wasn't able to scrape out and just had uh, too big, too big a hole, too big an alley to run down. The, There's the, the extra line. point attempt, and it's up, and it is good. So a new score, 21 for the Giles County Bobcats, seven for your Columbia Central Lions with two minutes, 21 seconds to go here in the fourth quarter. We'll take a timeout. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. AMC Roofing. Leaking roof? Missing shingles? AMC Roofing has you covered. Locally owned and operated. We specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance. We are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems. And we also handle siding repairs. AMC Roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed. There is no job too small. But when you're ready, we also provide full roof replacements. Call or text today for a free estimate. AMC Roofing, your local roof repair specialist. Call Andrew Costa today, 931-626-0492. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Two minutes, 21 seconds to go here in the ball game. 21-7, Giles County leading after that touchdown drive, and now they're ready to kick off from their own 40. We need a run back like nobody's business from Hidalgo or Q Martin one. Run it back all the way. Get us back in this thing. Don't know what we're waiting on. We're waiting on a player. We got uh, 12 in there now. Yeah, now we're going to get a flag for having too many nope, people. Nope, nope. That's 11. Yep, okay. We had 10. There the goes field. the ball. Q Martin gets the ball at his four-yard line. Come on, Q. At the 10, at the 20, at the 30 is where he'll be taken down. Ball's down. Yeah, a, lot of extra, down. a lot of extracurricular there on the behalf of Giles County trying to tear that ball out of Q Martin's hands. It did come out, but he was down. They'll spot him down at the 31-yard line is where the Lions will take over first and 10, looking for two touchdowns here somehow in the last two minutes and 10 seconds. Yeah, need a big chunk play. Get us up the field a little bit. Terry, if you can give the drive scoring summary real quick. Yep, Giles County went 63 yards in 12 plays. So ended with a 23-yard run from Randolph. Kick was good. It's 21-7 Giles County with 2.21 left in the game. So the Lions with only one timeout. 
Bring in Quandreas Pete at wide receiver. As Usselton now a quick throw to Jordan Davis to the outside. Not much there. About a three-yard pickup as he gets to the 34, but that's not going to help us. They were hoping that he could break that tackle and keep going, but Giles County was right there. Did complete the pass second and seven yeah, for the, other, the Lions. The other aim on an out route like that was to get out of bounds, and he, he wasn't able to do that. And this is where you should never be in a huddle. You should go straight to the line of scrimmage and call the play, but they go to the huddle every time. Here's the shotgun snap to Usselton being pressured, being out of the pocket. Now looking to throw, and now he's going to go down after a short gain, and there's, there's a, a flag. flag. So stop that clock. Uh, okay, that one's going to go against us, I'm no, afraid. It's no, 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 it's not. No, it's against them. Yeah, their quarterback, yeah. they grabbed the quarterback and drove him into the ground. Yeah. Over backwards. Yeah, okay, there's I no doubt it. about that. Yeah, but, but then they might have yeah. thrown one upfield. Oh, Christian. Well, I was looking well, upfield and saw Biggers come in. Yeah, he was and, retaliating for yeah. his quarterback getting taken down. So it could be offsetting. offsetting again. And that's a shame because it was definitely going to be a penalty on them. Mm-hmm. And then, then you got Biggers trying to protect his quarterback. That's what yep. he was doing. That's what he's. I think they tried to take the ball out of his hands and had the ball, and Biggers wasn't going to hear of that. And I think that's what's going to happen. Here's the call: unsportsmanlike conduct against Giles County, and another unsportsman conduct against the Lions. Those penalties offset. And we lose all that time on the clock as they'll leave the ball spotted, I guess, where it is. Or do yeah. They... yeah, that's where he got taken down to 37. Yeah. So, so he gave three yards. They're going to start that clock. So we've got to make sure we keep our composure in this situation now. Make things work. We don't want to make things worse. A minute 20 to go here in the ball game. Columbia down 21 to 7. Facing a third and four from their own 37-yard line. Referees trying to. Now they're making sure they record who was who the, it was called on. If you get two, if you get two in the same game, but then, does it take that long? Well, <laughs> uh, they're still discussing matters there. I'm not yeah, sure what. Not sure now. Now he's finished writing the, the notes down, so I'm not real sure what the rest of this discussion's about. Now it looks like we're ready to go. Probably deciding where to go eat after the game. Yeah. Well, we game. actually, we've got their food ready for them from All Old right. Charlie's. Thanks to Old Charlie's there for supplying the food. Here's Usselton in the shotgun. He's being pressured. He gets the ball away to Q Martin. Uh, there's a late okay. hit. Yeah, there's Q Martin across the midfield. And there's another Probably. late hit. But they're not going to call that, and Usselton is down and hurt. Yeah. Roughing the quarterback over here. Musselton down at his 30-yard line as he got hit, but he didn't make the completion as Perry Bowman now enters the ball game with 59 seconds to go here. Columbia trailing 21-7, to uh, but now all eyes on Usselton as he is on his back and coaches and trainers are, and players have gathered around to check on their quarterback. Yeah, this is where a player like that, you know, a player like that, there's no reason for him to drive him, pile driving down into the ground uh, on that. There, there should be, uh, 
they're probably not not probably not going to be, but there should be an ejection on that. Uh, there was no reason for him to carry that play on down. He hit him and carried him about four yards and then drove him down into the ground and landed down on top of him. So it, at the very least, he knocked the wind out of him. Uh, As a result, they, they spot the ball now down at the 32-yard line yeah. of the Bobcats, and they now Usselton is, is now sitting up. So that's a good sign. There, they're going to help him up now. He's going to come off on his own power. He took quite a hit. He's been hit yeah. a good bit tonight, but uh, he still still had a good game. Just wish we could get in that end zone. Yeah. So now, now we now we have to bring in a quarterback that hasn't that hasn't been excuse me hasn't been in the game very much and having to make some critical plays. No, but he's and he's well capable. He's capable, of very capable. Of Perry it. Bowman, it's, the senior quarterback for the Lions, has and it's, been it's, a been a four year player. Here on this team and deserves a chance to play. So I'm good to glad to see that he's getting the chance. I just wish he had more time. Yeah. He backs up in the shotgun. He throws almost intercepted there, but incomplete. Ball falls incomplete as he was hit right as he threw. That stops the clock with 48 seconds to go. So if we could just score quick and get the onside kick. That's our only hope. One timeout still remaining for the Lions, but the ball, the clock stopped now here with the incomplete pass, second and 10 from the 33-yard line of the Bobcats. Bowman in the shotgun. There's the snap. Got time. Moving out of the pocket now. Now he's going to take it and run. And he's going to go down. Oh, gosh. Another There's flag. another flag. And, gosh, he got hit hard. Oh, he gets it, yeah, targeting. Targeting. gets it down to the 28-yard line is where he gets to. And then quickly the flags come in, multiple flags. At 38, clock stops at 38 seconds. Now you got a situation which it looks like they're trying to just take out as many guys as they can. And that's not a, that's not a good look for, for them. Well, that's been their mantra for some time. Bowman up and looks fine. I'm looking for Luke Usselton. He's here closing, close to the stands. He's up on his own and looks like he's going to be okay, but I know he took quite a lick. And uh, Yeah, I think uh, he's just Coach Moore's kind of looking at the situation. It's not going to be worth risking him any further in this in this particular game. Well, there's going to be a penalty here. They still hadn't marched marked it off. I don't know what you mean. They're not going. They're going. Yeah, we're yeah, going to target. We're going to go for a touchdown here. Right. I thought you were saying they were just going to go for a knee. But no, no, going. no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. To, you know, oh, okay. Didn't imply that. But it goes down to the ball spotted now at the 14-yard line after the targeting penalty. Did they eject yeah. the player? I don't think so. See, that's that's the part that he should be ejected for that, and that means he would not get to play in their next. Timeout. Uh, Timeout. Giles County. Yep. We'll keep it here. It's 38 seconds to go. I'm not sure. What? See, that's where that's where they needed to enforce that targeting a little bit more. Where 
that the, the, the penalty, you know, granted, would not make much of a difference in this game, but it would make a huge difference for them in the next game in which he has to sit out at least the first half, if not the whole game. So here we are, 21 to 7. The Lions are trailing Giles County. They have the ball first and 10 at the Bobcat 14 yard line. 38 seconds to go. One timeout left. A touchdown here, an onside kick. Who knows? We've seen stranger, haven't we? That's for sure. <laughs> for sure. Harry Bowman. Now quarterback for the Lions, under center. Jordan Davis in motion. There's the snap. Bowman rolls to his right. Got Q Martin wide open in the end zone. Touchdown, Columbia. Wow. Great throw, great catch. Perry Bowman to Q Martin. 30 seconds to go. A new score, 21 to 13 now. Pending the extra point attempt. Great play by Perry Bowman. And Perry, almost like Lewis a couple of weeks ago, he was excited. He's got to remember, <laughs> he's got to go back in. He's the holder on the extra point attempt. So he's back in there. Thank goodness. I thought he was going to celebrate here over on the sideline. But a great throw by Bowman to Q Martin for the six. Here's the snap, the set, the kick. And it is good. So... Seven-point difference here with 30 seconds to go, and we know the onside kick is forthcoming, and we'll keep it here to talk about this. So I think uh, everybody in the stadium knows now what's coming. So Without a doubt. So there's going to be good hands people for the Bobcats to get up there, and there's going to be good hands people for the Lions to be on this kick team uh, to try to recover this onside kick. But, yeah, just analyzing that play right there, uh, both they, they, they did a buck sweep. Basically, it's a bootleg uh, look. Bax did a great job carrying out the fakes. Line did an outstanding job. He had all kinds of time to throw, and he threw, threw the ball just over the defender's head and uh, made a great look on a throwback. We got Go ahead, Terry. Uh, Columbia went 69 yards in eight plays, ended with a 14-yard pass. Bowman to Martin kick was good, 14-21. to 21. Giles County still leads with 30 seconds to go in the game. Onside kick coming. Here we go. Max Patton is, uh, and, and there are nine Bobcats within all gathered up within here at the 50-yard line. <laughs> Ball's got to get past the 50 before the Lions can have access to it or before they can touch it. It looks like he's going to kick this way Man, towards gets, the near side. And Sizemore down on this Here's side. Here's the kick. And the ball's oh, on the ground. Bounce. There's our bounce on the ground. Green. There's going to be a scrum there. And let's see who comes out of it. Let's see who comes out of it. Both teams are saying they Giles have it. County. But now Giles County recovers the ball. So that's going to be a, a knee. Take a knee. And uh, that's going to wrap this one up. Unfortunate for the Lions. But... Uh, a good effort to get into the end zone there, especially Perry Bowman coming off the bench and making that connection to Q Martin for the 23 yards, or what was that that drive there, Terry? What how was the, it? How long was the pass? The pass was 14 yards. 14 yards. yards. Yep. Yeah. Did it really? Like I said, he did a good job coming in, uh, not having much time to warm up, and 
and ran the team well. Uh, did a good job getting yeah. them into the end zone. And Q Martin got behind the defender and a perfectly thrown pass over the defender. Caught him right in his arms. Well, unfortunate for the Lions. I was really hoping to not go four and four, but that's what it's going to be. They're going to they're going to drop to four and four on the season, and uh, Giles County is going to improve to six and zero, oh, and to further uh, solidify their ranking as the fourth ranked team in three A football. And Columbia unfortunately drops to four and four, but not a region loss, so it's going to. Go as an overall loss. They'll fall to four and four. Next week, they'll be right uh, back here for senior night as they'll take on the Lincoln County Falcons. So there's the uh, play clock, or the yes, the play, the game clock down to zero zero as both teams meet at midfield. We'll take a quick timeout and come back with all the stats and uh, tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Unfortunately, tonight the Columbia Central Lions fall to the Giles County Bobcats 21-14. to Terry Wilcox, you've got the stats from this game. I sure do. A tale of two halves. Uh, overall, Columbia 20, 33 rushing attempts for 109 yards, most of that in the first half. And uh, Giles County had 31 for 144. Their passing greatly improved second half. They were Giles County was 7 of 12 for 104. Uh, one TD pass, and then uh, Columbia was 8 for 12 for 96. Of course, one of them was a touchdown at the end. Uh, Penalty-wise, it was a great night for Columbia. I'm telling you, it was amazing. You know, they only had the, I believe it was three penalties in the whole game, but uh, that didn't matter. So, oop, and just a second, I lost my stats. (laughs) I apologize. That's all right. All I know is we came out of the short end 21-14. Now we have Lincoln County coming in next week, and uh, Hopefully we can get back in the W column. No doubt about it. And, uh, Mike, your assessment of this ball game tonight? Well, like Terry mentioned, it's a, it a game of two halves. Uh, Giles County, to their credit, did a good job adjusting to what we were doing successfully on offense. And uh, they were able to stop our off-tackle play, and we're expecting our counter plays. Um, so, you know, got hats off to their defense. Uh, offensively, uh, they just kept chipping away and chipping away and chipping away at it until finally something broke. And uh, again, you know, uh, we, we're starting to see, we, we see now why they're ranked as high as they are in 3A. Uh, I was hoping that we would be able to be, you know, be able to, to hold up against their onslaught a little bit, especially as well as we started in the first half. Uh, we've still got some growing to do. We've still got some things uh, uh, to grow, to grow uh, mentally. Uh, emotionally and uh, to learn how to finish these games off. Uh, this is a, a tough pill to swallow, but it's also a learning experience that I think Coach Moore is going to be able to take back next week and, and work with the kids and start talking to them about the things we need to do to learn to finish games off uh, as well as, as play come out strong in the early game. Well, definitely a disappointing loss for the Lions as they went up 7 to nothing and, and then held that till halftime and then uh, just could not get it together here in the second half until that last drive they had with 
Perry Bowman to Q Martin for the touchdown pass there, but uh, and then the the onside kick. You know, it looked promising. Ball bounced just right, hit the receiver, uh, the the and bounced out of his hands. But uh, then they were able to recover, and that that pretty much that pretty much ended it. Any yeah. hope for for the Lions, but but still a, a good effort. We knew this was going to be a tough game. Uh, the Bobcats, strong team, uh, they they they'll finish next or they go next week to a region game they go travel to sequatchie county so they've got a long drive uh, ahead of them to get to sequatchie county another region game for them and they still like cannon county as well and columbia obviously everything's still in front of them yeah they they have a chance to finish second in the region if not higher depending on Nolansville and Page, and or actually what Page does tonight. I hadn't heard anything from that score. Uh, So, but Page still will have a couple of more region games as well. And uh, Columbia again faces Lincoln County next week. Then they get the bye week, and then they finish off at Spring Hill as that final region game. And then, you know, if they can win both of those games. No more, no less than second in the region. Still a chance to go first, but either way, they're going to probably, well, hopefully, host a playoff game right here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. But next week is senior night. It'll be against Lincoln County. So for Terry Wilcox, Mike Lyle, we appreciate y'all listening. Sorry for the technical difficulties at the beginning. I think we got it worked out. But we thank you for tuning in to the broadcast of Columbia Central Lions football, where your final score is Columbia Central 14, Giles County 21. Tune in next week as the Lions will host Lincoln County right here on 103.7 and 1340 AM on WKRM and Front Porch Radio. Coming up next, TriStar Friday Night Live with host J.P. Plant, we hope, to bring you scores and comments from games across the mid-state. Again, for Mike Lyles, Terry Wilcox, I'm Lee Maddox saying good night from Lindsey Nelson Stadium. This has been a presentation of the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aids, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional grade. Columbia Central Lions football on WKRM is brought to you in part by Parts Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, 
Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Holland's Pharmacy, Columbia Foodland, Beck Dental Care, Ledrich and CSH Incorporated, Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Marks, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. This is Coach Mike, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee. WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia 127. 